And we're back. Salt of the Street Podcast. That's it. This is episode 10. It's April 21st, 2018. 1.15 p.m. Double digits, baby. Yes. Yes. Finally in the double digits. I didn't even... I think that Carolina brought it up last time. Like, yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's like, it's next week episode 10? And it is. It is. Yeah. it is episode 10. And so on this special episode 10, welcome back everybody to the Salts of the Streets podcast. The Everyday Normal Persons podcast is about weekly news, social, political commentary, of course, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Follow us on Instagram and give us a like on Facebook. We are Salts of the Streets on both of those. Follow us on Twitter. I am at Big Bird Offy. I am Salt of the Street at Salt of the Street. Singular? Singular. Yes. Thank you, honey. <laughs> and if you're, if you're listening to us, we're out there, there on oh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, anywhere you get podcasts. Get down there in the comments. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Yes. It really Please helps the show out. Please subscribe, review. Please subscribe. Share it. Out. Everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely everywhere. And then uh, check us out on our YouTube channel. It's uh, Salt of the Streets on YouTube. You'll find the uh, the video pre-show Tail we do. We, we mention the pre-show a lot in yes. the show. And uh, so that's where you find the pre-show at is on YouTube. Yeah. And with that, it's been a week. How was your week, Don? It's been good. It's been, uh, it's been good this week. Yesterday was 420. My sister-in-law Ooh. had her baby. Absolutely. Uncle Don yep. himself. I'm a quad nephew uncle now. I'm not a nephew. I'm an uncle. Oh, I am a nephew, uncle. but I am also an uncle. You have a have nephew. A nephew. Um, did that's, we both say that? That's the, that's that's the really 420 funny. talking. Um, yes. So <laughs> his, uh, his name is Kevin. I don't want to share his middle name and last name because he's a baby. Um, mm-hmm. But he's, he's adorable. Yeah, he's named after both of his grandpas, which is funny. Uh, he was nine pounds, three ounces. 23 and three quarter inches, which is so, so fucking long. long. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Oh, 23 and a half, not three quarters. That's uh, your future Richard Sherman right there. That's that's what I told everybody yep. is that he looks like a corner to me. Um, he's just, yeah, he born looks like a he's corner. gonna be strong and fucking fast. And I love football. And Penny's gonna be a pass rusher in the backyard, and everything's gonna be perfect. It's gonna Absolutely. be good. Gonna be tr- we're going to train him well, is what I told Aaron as soon as he was born. Yeah. We're going to train him. Is he going to grow up and become a you know all-star NFL player and take care of his uncle and his aunt? If I have anything to say about <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's certainly the intent. His dad wants him to be a swimmer, for sure, because his dad was a swimmer. Oh, yeah? Um, that's yeah. cool. So we'll see how that works out. But, yeah, so that was good. He's... That was a good day. That was like... Uh, that happened on Sunday. Yeah, it was the, like Sunday, after right? After the podcast, yeah. So... Very cool. Kicked it. The shoot, shit. Everything happened super fast. She went to the hospital. At, I don't know, like two or three, and baby was born at like nine thirty. You know, so yeah. First baby, she was in and out. It was good. In and out. Yeah. Boom. That's pretty amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, I was wondering because you, when you text me, were like, "Hey, this is going down." Yeah. I was like, "Man, he's okay." How long? I mean, how long do you wait actually before you go? Because you never know. Could yeah. be eight, twelve, twenty-four. And that's what I, yeah, uh, I asked my wife and I was like, so, I mean, you're going to go there. Just let me know when it's like time getting close to like baby time. And so when she was at like eight or nine centimeters, you know, she was like, all right, she's going to start pushing here pretty soon. So it's time to come down. So, yeah, that's big. That's amazing. Yeah. New life. It's been, it was, it's really weird um, to, uh, because I watched her, I mean, obviously be super 
enormously pregnant um and now she's got a baby that i don't know you that's, know push yeah, it out crazy. of her body that's just weird that's it's a new a, person yeah a new shout person. out to every woman ever that has a baby because fuck <laughs> i told jordan once we were talking about it like i'm sorry that you have to have a baby like you know you have to like push it out but I can't honestly tell you that if I could do it, that I would. Like, I don't, it's, yeah. it sounds so terrible that I don't know that I <laughs> like, would take eh. that responsibility on myself. Yeah. I've been pepper so. sprayed before. I feel like that's all I need. That's the most hurt I ever need in my life. I don't need anything more than that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure having a baby's worse than that. Yeah. She said, uh, Aaron said it felt like, I hope she's not upset that I say this. She said it felt like she was trying to push a bowling ball out of her butt. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like a very common that thing for people terrible. to say yeah i know it's a different analogy than than usual but it, that's, <laughs> it works that's how she is she's an interesting thinker and i appreciate her mind so absolutely that's know, awesome you know what i mean yeah yeah so it was good so that was a good week um so we you know we went and saw them pretty much every day um so just did some work and holding babies and stuff like that and um went over there to have dinner the other night and uh her husband's brother came into town for a couple of days so we kicked it with him i brought him around with me yesterday on 420 um mm-hmm. and went and hung out with some of the uh, boys from work on fridays i do that like every other week i go and fucking hit the bar with them so we went to the yacht club yesterday. oh yeah that's a nice place yeah and had a good happy went hour down there yeah had some drinks had a couple of beers and a couple of shots and came home and smoked a bunch and I watched Tusk last night. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later in pop culture, but we did watch Tusk. I watched it. Keegan was there for about an hour. That's his name from the brother-in-law. Yeah. And from the pre-show. Yeah. Um, and so he watched it for about an hour, and then was like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> and so he went, upstairs, <laughs> went to sleep, and they finished the movie and fucking smoked and kind of got some stuff together for this morning or for today, and it was nice. It was a good evening. Very nice. Yeah. So what, what did you do this week, buddy? Well, absolutely nothing that absolutely. comes close to rivaling your week, man. A birth. <laughs> a birth. Yeah. A new member of the family. But uh, nah, man, I just, uh, since we were doing this over here this week, I spent a lot of time kind of working on this project. Prepping the area. Yeah, prepping the area and all that. Trying to figure Looks out nice. what I wanted it to look like. Yeah. If you watch the pre-show, then you have seen... Um, the new know. set. Well, yeah. a new set. It's just, we don't have a set yet. We just We just go where we want. Yeah. And then record. <laughs> right. It's all it takes yeah. is just the one computer and we can share the mic. We did that for the first couple of weeks. So yeah. If you've listened to those first like three or four episodes. Bless you, because ouch. You, yes. But. <laughs> they 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 were a little rough. We're every week I like to think that we're getting a little bit better. Absolutely. You know? Except for last week. I apologize. That was yeah, that was a yeah, we I'm apologize not, for that one. It's, but and everything we, you know, like I said, we learned our lesson. Um, so the audio should be fixed this week. It sounded yeah. fine when we were recording. So we did as like long as three different sound checks, <laughs> yes, to make sure that it was good. So as long as it yeah. nothing gets fucked up in the meantime, then it should all be yeah. okay. Um, yeah. So but yeah, looks pretty good here. Did that? Yeah, we got the American flag. Yeah, uh, we got the rapper and the Hawks and yeah. the Sounders. We put. We put the descents out this week. I want to. Oh yeah. I want to touch Let's on those every week, like just to do a little, just a brief explanation of them, just so any you know, yeah. at least for a little bit. So the descents are just for anybody who doesn't know. If you see us talking about it, the descents are something that we do every week. It's taken kind of from uh, the Supreme Court and things like that. It's a dissenting opinion. Yeah. Uh, so something that we 
you know, want to talk about more that we talked about on the podcast or didn't cover or just something that we thought of, you know, doesn't always pertain to it, but usually does. Um, so we put those out every Thursday. Those are on the website. So check those out. If you yeah. see us, you know, like I said, if you see us on the social media and just don't know what they are, that's mm-hmm. what they are. So. It's almost, yeah, it's like a newsy article slash op-ed like op-ed bloggy type yeah. thing yeah because like mine yeah. this week i had a hard time thinking of something and so i just talked about kind of to me like what the podcast is you know like why yeah. we're doing it you know and the as i talk about it on twitter and stuff like that i find myself continually using the term bridging the gap right? mm-hmm. like that's that to me is the goal is to bridge the gap between people and information you know so yeah. when i talk to you about it it takes me 40 to 45 hours a week of of audio intake to like understand to be able to do this podcast and provide this information, you know, not to mention whatever stuff I read when I get home or, you know, while I'm doing whatever, like that's nothing that I'm reading, you know, that's just the audio stuff that I listen to. Um, and I, and that seems wrong. You know, it doesn't seem like it it doesn't seem right to me and and to you from what I understand that it should take someone 45 hours to know what the fuck is going on. Right. You know, to, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's something to it when you dig into it because it does require a lot of nuance and a lot of uh i don't what's the word i'm looking for um you need to understand this information to understand why this news story makes sense yeah the the context why it's relevant yeah and like a lot of context for these really big issues require a lot more context on that context and then, yeah and so that's why it takes us i think 45 hours to get informed every week yeah you know and I think just, that's a full work week plus five we, hours of overtime and we just want to make it easier you know yeah and so like i said that's bridging the gap is a thing Definitely. that i keep coming back to that yeah. just bridging the gap between people and information you mm-hmm. know that because we're and i talked about it in my descent this week that like i and and you used to be and are still kind of in like a unique circumstance where we have that time you know where we can do those things and most mm-hmm. people don't you yeah, know? See? yeah and i and that's funny too because i would like to talk about maybe we can bring this up a little later oh yeah i forgot my phone is here it's a i'm doing a portrait yeah, that's gonna flash awesome. at you just so you know because i caught you off guard last week where should i look at the camera you want me to look at the camera this time no you do you you go so natural but uh yeah, let's talk about like, yeah, because I got stuff to talk about on that subject. We'll just say, yeah, but we could talk about that stuff later. I don't want to get into it now. Word, but uh, but yeah, no, man, it was like besides all that, just to like cap off my week. I was actually just like you were a couple of weeks ago. I was sick on a Wednesday of all days, and so uh, speaking to the dissents again. That's when I took the time to really dive in. And I, I liked, I read a lot of op-ed articles about the, uh, the supposed blue wave and what the House of Representatives might look like during the midterm vote. And it's just really interesting to get a lot of different people's perspective who aren't necessarily experts or anything. It's just a bunch of opinions. And so I decided to do my dissent kind of around that and then my thoughts on the, the blue wave. And right. it was really interesting. Ran across a really cool interview that Ben Shapiro did with Paul Ryan. Yeah, uh, and I did. And, and that I was had, really cool. Yeah, and I listened to that. He put it on the end of one of his shows. Oh, okay. Um, and I thought that that was very cool. Yeah, and I mean, say what you want about how he does his show and how he talks and all this stuff. But he's a good interviewer. I liked I liked his interview. That's ben Shapiro good. is a, like an interview. That's what you mean. Ben Shapiro is a good interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I didn't expect Paul Ryan to kind of be as candid as he was. It was kind of, it felt relatively refreshing. It's, I mean, he's like he doesn't have much to lose, you know, because he's he's getting ready to not be in office anymore. Like, yeah. like I said, I don't I don't particularly think that he's going to run for president again. At least no. not in like any type of close time frame. I mm-hmm. like I. You know, yeah, I, think I feel like that, he's he's going to be out of the game. I think. Yeah. So I think he doesn't care. He doesn't have any reason not to be keen. I don't think that he's going to go as far as some people have and like start to just say exactly what the fuck is on his mind. You know. Yeah. Um, like, some not that he's the same lately. thing as Steve Bannon, but like when Steve Bannon left, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's down to just shit on everybody and say whatever he wants. Um, so I don't think that it will ever be as extreme like that. But like I said, I don't think he he doesn't feel like he has anything to lose. You know, yeah. it's this is just where he's at now. He's so he got no reason not. Like I said, he told Jake Tapper he he was on CNN or MSNBC, wherever Jake Tapper's mm-hmm. on, and um, told him that that they had a him and Trump didn't have a good relationship. You know? Oh yeah, and that's part of the reason that he doesn't want to be there. So it's got to be. I don't think he deal. has any reason to not be honest anymore. It's yeah. Yeah, and that's to lose during that interview. I mean, to get his actual opinions on mm-hmm. things was pretty cool. Yes, because usually you never hear that stuff from politicians. Instead of just the party you know. fucking stance. Yeah, and so it was. It was cool. It was only like thirteen, fourteen minutes, but it was. It was good. short. It was a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, but you were talking earlier um, about the fact that it was four twenty yesterday. Yesterday was 420. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about weed for a while. Yes. Just, you know, because I think there's a lot to talk about. And I know you think there's a lot to talk about. Definitely. Um, and so, I guess as the more or less novice to the master <laughs> of the weed world, I will bow to you, sir, yeah. to start this conversation where would you like to start um before we do that i want to talk about ben shapiro real quick oh, if okay. that's okay um yeah, and yeah, i sure. i also don't i appreciate <laughs> the compliment but i don't want anybody to think that i'm a master i've never i grew one plant in my closet yeah. one time it was a figure I'm, of speech yeah but. no 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 I, I just don't i appreciate that like i just want, i don't want <laughs> yeah. anybody to come on the comments sure. and be like this guy doesn't know shit See, about shit like i don't you know i don't make CYA. oil i don't fucking do anything like that i just been smoking weed for a long time i think it's really interesting you know I take the same interest in that as I do in politics and all this other shit that I get into. Word. Disclaimer, very officially issued. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My wife says I'm really passionate. Um, so Ben Shapiro, right, I told you he, he said something I told that I thought was like a little bit sexist, right? Yeah. So the other day on a show he was talking about, it was just at the end, and I don't remember what fucking part of the segment it was, you know, mm-hmm. um, but he was talking about a hockey game, right? And yes, I vaguely, I vaguely remember this. There was a hockey player who I don't remember what team it was, what player it was, or anything like that, because I didn't look any. I watched the video because I saw it after he talked about it. I walks over and sees a little girl behind the glass, right? Mm-hmm. And so he picks a puck up off the ice, taps on the glass in front of the little girl, saying like, "This puck is for you." Tosses over, right? Mm-hmm. She's also standing next to her two brothers, and then her dad is behind her. So the dad catches the puck, gives it to one of her brothers. Right? Oh, so hockey player's like, "Well, what the fuck?" So he goes over and he picks up another puck, taps on the glass a little bit harder at the girl, tosses the puck over. The dad gives it, hands it, or like grabs it, gives it to the other brother. What? Right? Hockey player's like, "What the fuck?" So he picks up a third puck, walks over, slams on the glass in front of the little girl, points at her, tosses the puck over, and the dad. Gives it to the girl finally, right? And then she's all kinds of jazz. They're all wearing hockey jerseys. They're all uh-huh. like, 
<coughs> excuse me, the playoffs is happening right now. So whatever team it was, it was for one of the playoff games. So Ben Shapiro, starting, you know, people got all upset, obviously, because the guy gave the puck to his sons first, right? And so mm-hmm. Ben Shapiro starts to defend this guy, right? Okay. And to a certain point, interesting, because he starts talking about, well, the dad, I think, is just playing the player because he knows... And he, well, why you, not you give get all more. three of my kids pucks if you know instead of just one, right? So to that I can see, and I'm not like that, but I can understand that there are a lot of people are like that, you know. So I can see that. And then he continues to go, and he says, and he should have given it to the sons first anyway, because in all likelihood, in two years, the girls not going to care about hockey anyway, but the boys are. <laughs> and i like i said i don't generally you can't i don't generally immediately think like well that was pretty sexist but as soon as i heard that i was like that that is sexist like because there, he has no indicator that that girl is not going to like hockey yeah right when there's a women's olympic hockey team that like do you fucking won medals this year i'm pretty fucking certain or oh yeah like i don't follow it but like i think that was a big deal and you, there's no you can't say that yeah the only thing is because she's a girl like i'm sure that there is some statistical likelihood that there are less girls who are into hockey than boys but <laughs> and that's oh, if that's the bloody. only indicator that's not no that's not good like no. that's so i <laughs> yeah i feel like that's that's probably more based off of an ignorance i would imagine of just the fact that because he is so conservative yeah and that's all he lives around i would say in those circles I would say that's probably it's probably a safe thing to say if that was, you know, in his circle. Yeah. But no, on you know, in the rest on of the, the world, whole, for like, the rest of us. There's a it's lot like, of ladies who like hockey. Yeah. A lot of them love it. Yeah. You know? It, I a she, lot of women love all sorts of sports. Yeah. Baseball, it's, football. Yeah. I, I mean, my wife didn't when we first got together, but now... That I love football, I sit down, you know, mm-hmm. explain it to her so that it's not just some fucking bullshit that she's watching, you know? Yeah. Loves football. Plays fantasy with us. She's always watches Kills every it. Hawks game. Kills like it in the fantasy. You know? So it's not it's not like It's almost unfair yeah. to play your wife. It's, it's just not it's just mean. She's good too. <laughs> she you, a, yeah. She drafts a mean team. Yeah, she does, she's man. She's <laughs> very content over there. No one can see her, but she's yeah. very content in the corner with that little dog. Yeah. Fantasy football is like the ultimate equal opportunity sport. There are yes. so many different people that love that stuff. Especially, I mean, when you draft the 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 guys are set out in a rankings list. You know, if nothing yeah. else, you can just pick straight down the list, like, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it just that goes to show you. I mean, you and definitely don't win at like, the draft. I would never want to say that you don't win a championship at the draft. After, absolutely not. We don't condone that. <laughs> just so no one thinks there's any <laughs> ignorance here. I, you know, I'm not a professional fantasy football player. I'm no Matthew Barry. But you definitely uh, hold your own too. But I do, I do love football. Yeah. So, so that's all. I just want to touch on that. Yeah. It's like I said, that's we don't not, have to talk about it for a long yeah. time. But yeah, I thought really, that. I just thought it was really strange. You know. Yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, I I feel like it would definitely err on the side of non-malicious. <laughs> no, no, and, and I. That's, but, <clears> that's just. That's the the gut feeling I get yeah. right off the bat. I wouldn't, but if you analyze it and be like, well, yeah, technically, yeah, that's race or sexist, yeah. But then you look at like, well, he's a you know, he's like a I said, Orthodox I, Jewish conservative. I yeah. really only bring it up because that specifically is not usually something that, uh, for lack of a better term, like triggers anything in me. You know, or like mm-hmm. makes me think anything. Like I don't, 
Yeah. And I don't like to use that word. That's just the but, first thing that came up. But um, yeah. <clears throat> like that's sexism is not usually something that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. But I, so that's why I brought it up is just because that is what immediately came to my head. It's like, well, that's that's that weird. weird. Like that's a little bit sexist, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would say I don't that think I he agree is with you at all. Yeah. Um, I would but, say I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I just would be I, I kind of begrudgingly. Kind of it's yeah. like I be, I agree with you, asterisk for reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's could funny. I could I could I be more neutral on that? That's, That's funny. funny. That's all right. <laughs> nah, I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't condone that kind of stuff. It's terrible. <laughs> but, what it I'm doesn't saying necessarily is, surprise yeah. you, but you're not a fan of it. There it is. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it sounds like, like. It is. What, yeah, that's Ben Shapiro for you. There I don't you know. Go. Now you found but your spot. Speaking of. On the side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on that side. Instead of on top of it. But you know what, though? Just. That was pretty much it, right? We can move on. That's it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, we can move on now. Absolutely. So maybe. Do you want to get into weed now? Or Yeah. Okay. Fuck we can it. do that. It's 421. Let's yeah. start it. So. Um, so I guess we can start with how it became illegal, right? Maybe we should start with the legislation because that just happened the other day. Um, yeah, and that's let's get the yeah. So we'll talk the about newsy Trump. type stuff yeah. out first, and then we'll start. We'll yeah. go into like our opinions and points yeah. of view. So Chuck Schumer announced he did an interview with Vice News that I watched this morning, uh, where he announced, and I didn't watch his announcement of it because he announced it. Yesterday. He announced the announcement. Um, well, like he, yeah, he went on Vice News to do an interview and said in that, like, I'm going oh, to announce and then, legislation and then self promoted. Um, yes. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then the next day came out and actually announced the legislation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I haven't watched his actual announcement of it, but I watched the interview that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his intent uh, is to decriminalize cannabis federally um just across the nation and that's not to impose it on every state but to make it to put it in a place where states can make the decision as to whether or not they want it to be legal Mm -hmm. Um, and like i said in the pre-show he had quoted states like washington and colorado and said that we've seen you know from these states that like crime doesn't go up and like drug use in youth doesn't go up and they take in a lot of money, you know, a lot of tax money. Yeah. And this seems like something that could benefit lots of states that it's, don't have that much money. Yeah. It's know? almost as <clears throat> it's almost if as if there's not much of a downside. Or yeah. if there's way more positive than right. down. Imagine that. Yeah. So that was obviously very, very cool. because um, right now it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's a schedule one drug. So that means that it's According to the federal government, it has no medical use, no anything like that, um, <clears throat> which is which, as we know, yeah. is bullshit. Um, it's was used medically for like two decades before it was recreationally legalized anywhere. Yeah. Well, um, I would argue like it's been used recreationally and medicinally for thousands of years, thousands, thousands. But even you know, yeah, people I'm no, it I'm like no that. historian, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I you know what was really cool about it is I just saw it the other day and i i had no idea this was coming this hit me like a freight train out of nowhere yeah i was like what and they asked him um i wish i could remember the reporter's name because she's also uh one of the white house reporters she's a white house reporter um and oh yeah she's a firecracker yes yeah she's She's good um and so she asked him excuse me i'm sorry 
um, she asked him, like, are you doing this because the midterms are coming up? You know, like, are you trying to Mm -hmm. use this as, like, a rallying point to, like, you know, move towards, like, the blue, like, the blue wave that you were talking about? And he said, said, no. He's like, I just, you know, and it's it's Chuck Schumer, so you take it what it is, you know. Yeah. Which I looked at him, he looks kind of creepy. You know, he he's smiling and talking at the same time. Like, and I don't, I've told you before, I don't like to judge, especially politicians based on their looks. Um, but it it's was hard. He just looks a little <laughs> bit creepy. I don't think that he's a bad guy, but, um, so he said that he's not, he's not trying to use it to, to gain a majority back. You know, he's just, he's doing, <clears throat> he's doing it because he's looked at the research. He's looked at the science. He's seen what's going on. And this seems like the right thing to do, you know? Yeah. And if you can, kind of start a train to get into a point where maybe the federal government can get some of that money i think that's <clears throat> excuse me i think that's a good thing yeah. you know it's legal in washington dc like in washington in dc, DC yeah. marijuana is recreationally, legal recreationally. Right? yeah so yeah. there's you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. something something going on so you can't say no yeah. if you look at the numbers you cannot disagree yeah and that's at that point you're arguing against fact Right. And you can't, there's no merit in that other than a moral basis, which you're not going to win because obviously the facts override your feelings. Well, and to me, like when you look at, and I don't know exactly how much money um, I can Google it. One of us can Google it real quick. Like um, how much tax money Washington has taken in, you know, just since like we started selling cannabis recreationally. Yeah. Like it's, it's an insane amount of money. You know, and even if you don't agree with it on like a personal level, think about how much money that would bring to the country. Just the taxes on it, right? Because oh, yeah. they did exactly what we talked about. Take it, legalize it, tax the fuck out of it, right? Just tax the fuck out of it. And that's exactly what they do. The taxes are like, I don't know, I think 30% or something like that of Ooh. of the price that you pay at the store is taxes. Like Wow. And that's cool because when they said that, they were like, well, nobody's going to want to buy that. It's going to be so fucking fucking expensive, but I can spend less money buying oil and weed at a store than I, I can. Dude, how much? Tell me the number. <laughs> okay. How much money in taxes so, have we brought in from cannabis since it was legalized? This is from www.tre.wa.gov. Word. <laughs> so it's an official state website is what I'm saying. Yeah. But Washington State collected a total of... million in legal marijuana income and license fees in fiscal year 2017. In one year? Yeah. So $300 million in one fiscal year. Yep. That's in one state. Yep. That's not in all 50 states. That's in one state. One state. Washington State. That's absurd. That to, (laughs) to look at that money and be like, no, fuck that. Weed is bad. That's crazy. I know no. if even you're the the most staunchest conservative person, right? But then you're going to be really fiscally minded. You're going to be really focused on money and taxes and shit. Just kind of like as a principle, look at how much money that is, dog. Look at how much money you could be bringing in. Like that's that's, that's crazy to turn yeah. to turn the fucking cheeks at that. I think is it's ignorant of fact. You well, know? and I think there is evidence now to back your claim up. Because not only did Chucky Schumer, Senator Schumer, um, not only did he come up with legislation, but the Senate Majority Leader, Mr. Mitch McConnell, yes, also came up with legislation. Um, but his is to permanently decriminalize hemp, which would and be so, great, which would be amazing. Because what? Yeah, you know all the details about why that's 
a law. Yes, yeah, yeah we'll talk about. Yeah, that we could also. talk about that because um, that's. But I mean, that just shows you before we get on to like why hemp was, you mm-hmm. know, made illegal, and it would kind of make sense to why Mitch McConnell like, it's just over, you know, looking at overturning that, right? Um, you know, the fact that this is a Republican, also making steps towards. I mean, that is a from baby Kentucky, step, right? Yeah, he's from Kentucky. From Kentucky. Yeah, which I think Kentucky is one of the largest. I'm probably I don't know. This is probably misinformation, but I feel like Kentucky is one of the um, the biggest producers of uh, hemp. Not not cannabis, but hemp. But hemp. I yeah. I feel like it is. I feel like I heard that somewhere. But anyways, yeah. I mean that just shows you that you know one way or the other that's a baby step towards you know full de decriminalization. Right. But so, yeah. I think that that's a good thing. You know, yeah. yeah, and like I said, his thing was not to mandate it for all the states, but to give the states the option. You know, he said, I think it's definitely best. He said he thought that it was definitely best for the states to make their own decisions, you know, but mm-hmm. for them to be able to make their own decisions. And I thought that that was good. I know, love that because that's not, states' rights. Yeah, not to force it on that's anybody, what I'm all but, about. but give, them, give them the tools to do it, you know. Um, so I enjoyed that. So I'm interested to see. What comes of that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that that would be really good. But so, like, so let's talk about that for a minute because, uh, like I said earlier, that whole decriminalization of hemp, and I think that directly relates to, you know, the decriminalization of cannabis. Yes. Um, damn it! I'm sorry. I keep <laughs> you trying to refill my beer, but uh, you know, give us a little, uh, you know, Professor Don <clears throat> history lesson on uh, why hemp. You know the non psychoactive yes. form of cannabis. Why was that made illegal? Yes. So for those of you who do not know, right, and for those of you who do, you probably really enjoy this story. Um, long ago, not that long ago, decades ago, <laughs> there was a man named William Randolph Hearst. Right. William Randolph Hearst owned I don't remember what percentage, but a whole fuckload of different newspapers. Right. Just a whole fuckload of different newspapers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and in turn, excuse me, in turn, he owned a whole fuckload of paper mills, right? A whole bunch yep. of paper mills that he used to to make your paper, yeah, to empire. make his paper, right? So when hemp starts to come around, because hemp is an incredibly durable substance, like the yeah. the paper is stronger than regular, you know, wood paper. Uh, it's the first bumper for the first truck was made out of hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, you can use, and you can use it for clothes for, for fucking anything you can use hemp for, yep. you know, rope that it's, it's super duper strong. So hemp starts coming around and William Randolph first finds out that, you know, there starts to be a campaign for hemp to be, start to be made into paper because it's better and all this stuff like that. And it's going to cost him so much money to have to re- revitalize or redo all of his paper mills to convert to hemp processing mills and do all this stuff that he doesn't want to do. He doesn't want to spend the money. Right? Mm-hmm. So instead, he puts his money into <clears throat> excuse me, the politics. Campaign, into politics, into campaigning. Sorry, I was trying to think how I yeah. want to say it. Into campaigning to illegalize marijuana, right? Which is the psychoactive brother or sister plan to... To hemp, right? And so when people are voting and they're campaigning to illegalize marijuana, they are 
unknowingly campaigning to illegalize hemp so that William Randolph Hearst doesn't have to deal with this, right? Yeah. And marijuana, I think, from what I understand or from what I remember, is like it's the name of like a wild Mexican tobacco. Like it's 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 a name that they just picked and just added to this plant, right? And so that's yeah. where reefer madness and all this shit comes in. That it's campaigns to make people think that it's going to make you go crazy and want to fuck black people and want to do all this stuff, you know? And yep. So when marijuana is illegalized, in turn, hemp is made illegal, you know. Uh, so it, it can't be grown here. At this point, it can be, like, brought in here. You know, you can mm-hmm. ship it in from other places, but you can't grow here. And so we lose a whole shitload of money, you know, yeah. by not being able to grow them. That's why. It's a huge industry. Right. And it and, could help prevent, you know, uh, deforestation. Yeah. Provide a shit ton of jobs. And, and it I grows mean, so fast is the yeah. thing that, like. You could basically grow it anywhere. Yeah, marijuana I mean, and hemp grows so quickly, you know, them. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't get it. I just, when it's one of those things too, when you look at the actual facts about it, you go, how does this at all even Sorry, make sense? Grinder. <laughs> Rolling it's a good joint grinder. over here on air for the people. Hey man, this is the wannabe 420 episode. But it, yeah. we do stuff on Saturday, so we got to wait. Right. <laughs> we had to enjoy it. On, and on that note, because I think we kind of wrapped up the why hemp was illegal. Yes. Yeah, and we've actually we've talked about William Randolph first before. Yeah. He, his his house, right? It his property used to be called Sam Simeon. That was the name of his property, and he's also the reason why wild pigs exist in California. Right. So William Randolph first he shipped in a bunch of pigs from Asia. On his property. So, so he can hunt or so something? So he can hunt them. Oh. Right? So because pigs multiply so quickly, they just bred and spread. And so that's why there are wild pigs in California. It's Man. because he released them on Sam Simeon. And you can still go to his castle. It's called Hearst Manor. Right? You can castle. still go there. It's in California. It still exists there. He's that's also dope. the inspiration behind the movie Citizen Kane. Uh, we've yep. talked about that before. Yeah, that's um, how we talked about it. Yes, that it we've, Citizen we've brought him up before. His his strange interaction with uh, Wells in the elevator. Um, so, it's he's he's a very interesting man, yeah. William Randolph Hearst. There's got to be a couple good books about him out there. Yeah. Yes. Because I yeah. I would love to read those. Because one thing to watch Citizen Kane, who you know is it's based off of, but yeah, it's like well, it's a movie though. And not even knowing in the situation be, or having any possibility to know I'm, I'm pretty sure what their spin was on it. I'm pretty sure that uh, my wife bought me a book that's a biography of William Randolph Hearst, right? Yeah, and it's, yeah. In, it's in my okay. stack at home. Yeah, that's right. Um, so when I get to that, I'm reading a book about police brutality right now, mm. actually, because I finished that other book. Uh, my grandma gave me this one. So I've been reading the one about police brutality. So when I'm done with that, I'm going to read Jordan Peterson's book. Because yeah. we got those tickets to see him. We'll talk about that in pop culture. Oh, um, yeah. So excited. But, yeah, so that's that's how, that is kind of how marijuana became to, how it got came illegal. to be illegal. illegal. Um, yeah. And why Chuck Schumer is doing what he is now. Like I said, it's Schedule 1. So, I mean, it's it's up there with with heroin and with things like that that have absolutely no medical use at all. You know, like so we yeah. like I said we've we it's evident that mm-hmm. there is there is medical uses for cannabis, you know, for it to be legal for people to not be able to use it is is crazy. Yeah. Um, there are all the different ways that people use it in for different things, you know. Yep. Um so, so they have like, two different categories, the the medical and the 
uh, the recreational side. The recreational. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so, like I said, we're going to talk about all the different ways that people use it. Right? So one of the mm-hmm. ways is the way that we're talking about right now. I got some flour here in front of me, right, which is what... Like, you know, if you used to smoke weed back in the day, if you're a little bit older or if you've never bought it in a store or if you live somewhere where if you can't buy it in a store, you know, so you're buying on the street, the bud you buy, that's that's what they call flower in the yeah. store, right? That's like the technical name for it on the plant. It's the flower of the plant. That's that's what these buds are. Um, so when you buy it in the store, you know, that's, that's what it's referred to. It's and I think flower. that's important to note because that's a part of the reason, like, I'm really wanting to do this specific topic at such great length today is because there's so many common misconceptions about what this stuff is mm-hmm. you know the it's just labeled drugs oh you're doing drugs you're smoking dope right it's like well do you understand what you're saying you know it's the equivalent of going out and picking a dandelion out of my yard drying it out and then smoking that and smoking it it's just not a dandelion you know and so it's a flower. Yeah, it's a flower. It, tr- it truly, it, like in in all technical terms, like that's not some shit that somebody made up to make them feel better about smoking weed. Like yeah. it, the you know the weed, the bud that people smoke is the flower of of the hemp and the marijuana plant. Like yeah. that's what it is. So, and that's it. Cannabis. That's as dark and deep as it gets. That's yep. all it is. hundred percent natural. There's nothing wrong with it. And I hate the fact that that stigma still exists. But I could say there's obvious reason why that stigma still exists because there's a bunch of people out there that do, you know, weed smokers a disjustice and kind of dis- besmirch our name. Yeah. You know, we're not all a bunch of deadbeats and lowlifes. You Some know? of us smoke weed and do podcasts about politics. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. When, because we live in a state where it's legalized. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my dog. She's shaking off here. So new. That's the show dog this week. This is this is my little baby. Her name's Chloe. Hey, sweetheart. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh shoot, yeah. Decriminalization. The stigma. Oh, I was. I just lost it for a minute because states my, where it's legal. Oh yeah, states where it's legal. Mm-hmm. So you go to the shop down the road from where I live. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their little local town shop that's kind of the scale that it's on in washington they're everywhere out here now yeah wherever what little town or whatever um you know like district of the city you live in there's always a shop or two in your neighborhood yeah but uh you know our little shop you know when you go in there there are people that you would not uh say stereotypically expect to be in there there's a lot of older people from the community. There's a lot of people that go in there dressed in suits that are yeah. going in there. Everybody I mean, smokes weed. Construction everybody workers. Smokes weed. Yes, everybody does. And and to sit back and try to blind yourself to it, I think it's just ignorant. And it, at a point, it's just it is ignorant. It is. It, that's literally all it is. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing morally wrong with it. It's just. It's just technically. It's ignorant because everybody is doing all this stuff yeah. in the states where it's legalized. You know, whether they broadcast it or not, it's, you know, it's the equivalent of people that go home and then every single night have a cocktail or two. The exact same thing. You know, you don't sit there and broadcast it. It's just, it's a thing that people do on occasion. But it's the stigma 
I think is really important to to break. And I think a lot of the the facts that are coming in, you know, talking about this law again, um, the facts that are coming in, you can't argue against. Mm-mm. You know, that you money, just can't can't argue that the money, the the rates in crime, like none of the you know all the big stuff that we've been scared of, why it's illegal. It's none of it's true. Well, and that money is symbolic of. Because one of the arguments was, well, people aren't going to want to pay that much for it. They're not going to want to pay those taxes. And that money is is a symbol that we don't care, that we are willing to pay those taxes, you know. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes it, it puts some local drug dealers out of business. But isn't that what you fucking wanted anyway? <laughs> yeah, was that's exactly what they wanted. doing drugs on the streets, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's like you make it legal and all of a sudden the black market for it went away. Wow. Weird weird yeah huh you know the cartels down in mexico had to shift over to methamphetamines that was our own homegrown stuff man i mean come on now they're shipping it in because they can't because the demand for weed is so low i don't know how many states have it legalized for medical purposes but i know it's a lot more than recreational but it's a lot yeah i want to say it's in the 30s i want to say it's in i'm gonna look it up real quick while we're talking and while you're packing that joke. Yeah. Sorry, that's definitely what that sound is. Yeah, Hope and that's... this this is kind of fun because because it's the 420 episode. Usually we would pre-roll these things before show, but we talked about it and we kind of wanted to have the the audio in the background of like the process yeah. of rolling a joint just yeah. for fun. So you guys heard the grinder and you know, and then I rolled it and this is now I'm just packing it and Making sure everything's cool. And I'm looking up for Google. How many states but have medical marijuana? Yeah. Well, there we go. That's it. The joint's done. So it's uh, some Hawaiian diesel from Creekside Cannabis. Creekside. I don't it's know what the company. I like to... Yes, One no. of the best things about uh, the way our state... Ooh. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> that is ridiculously good. So, one of the the way, the wet why the the reasons why tongue tied. Uh, I Me love too. the way it's been a bad day. <laughs> uh, the reason why I like the way our state does it. So, you know, whatever, however they structure the laws around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's every shop that you go in is so local. It's insane. Like, we have areas of the state that are particularly good at growing, uh, you know, cannabis. But Real good pot. Yeah. But for the most part, you can grow it anywhere. Yes. I, mean, I could grow it in my backyard right now. I yes. don't because I don't Legally. know how. But I, you know. It's pretty easy. It's possible. Yeah. But uh, the fact that, you know, when I go down to my shop, I have like a couple brands from the town that I live in. Mm-hmm. The town. And then like. A couple towns over. There's yeah. more over there. I mean, it's as local as you could possibly get. It's nice. And it's really cool as like a a uh, fiscal conservative yeah. like I am. I'd love to see the promotion of local small business and for everybody to thrive from it. And it's a beautiful thing because Walmart cannot sell weed. Nope. Not yet. Not yet. There's a, uh, there's a store in Chimicum, and I don't remember what it's called. But they specialize in 
like organically grown weed with like no pesticides and no anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like one of the best stores I've ever been in. That's cool. Um, just because it was just made really well. Like the the guy, the owner had built the sh- the store himself. Um, yeah. Like the actual building, um, which was cool. And so it was just designed really cool. And I, you remember uh, that one, baby? That one. Yes. Yeah. It was on a farm. They had, and you could drive through the farm. Like That's after dope. you like, bought shit, they were like, don't smoke here. But you can drive through it, like and That's see. Cool. So yeah, there's chickens just walking around. That's so doing dope. Their own thing. Yeah, that was a really good store. That's cool. Bought some good weed there. Yeah, there's a lot of real. I don't want to say like granola crunchy, like real hippie type minded people that are into the world and yeah. the way they do. Just coming from like a, because my background heavily heavily is in uh, food service. I was a cook for like ten years. Right. And so. Just, I'm really into stuff like we call farm to table in the restaurant world. And like all weed in Washington state is 100% farm to table in that sense. Yes. And it's so, that's what I love about it, man. And there's so much to love about the industry itself. Not just, even if you don't, you know, partake, partake, um, you know, cause there's a lot of people out there that don't drink alcohol just because they don't want to. Right. There's no difference in not choosing to smoke weed. I don't think everybody should. It's the, it's the exact yeah. same thing. You know, you have to be you have to be 21 to purchase it. Like you can't give it to kids. Yep. You can't do it in drive. You're not supposed to do it in public. You're not supposed to it's like it's the same thing. The same group of the same governing body yeah. rules over liquor as they do. It's called the Alcohol Tobacco Liquor and cannabis board, Al- or oh, liquor yeah. to whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What used to be the ATF? Yes, but now it's now, just longer. <laughs> is now cannabis? Yeah, yeah, like that's also so. It's weird, you know. That's because there's no reason for it to be illegal. None at all. That's why you. I mean, you already have the bureaucracy forming around it. I mean, if that doesn't legitimize it, I don't know what does. I just I don't know. So really, really good news on that front, though. It sounds like. I don't know what the Senate will have to say about it, but if that but I like it, if those bills go forth, I mean, you get one that's talking about hemp, one that's talking about cannabis, and they're both talking about decriminalization. That's a good sign. I mean, that, that's common ground you can you can work off of. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, if anything, just th- start throwing numbers at him. If Chuck starts throwing the numbers at Mitch McConnell, what is he going to do as a conservative? That's what, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, the yeah. the money that comes from that is so you just can't say no. It's undeniable. Yeah, you know the good that comes from it. Yeah, because a lot of the money in Washington State that's getting picked up is is getting put towards a lot of things that people would, you know, typically label Democrat, you know, issues, things like welfare programs and you know social other social programs. It's like they're using that money to do good so i don't know it helps fund the government for the conservatives and it helps fund social programs for the democrats yeah i don't see why i don't i just don't get it i really don't doesn't make any sense bro doesn't make no goddamn sense not at all yeah so those and so now we're talking about the different ways that people use it, and then I think that's it, right? So, yeah. So okay, so we talked about oh, flour. Right, so flour. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, we're smoking a joint right now. Flour. The Jeffrey that we smoked earlier has kind of different, a bunch of different stuff going on. Jeffrey has on it rosin, 
right? And so one of the different ways is concentrates, and there's a whole bunch of different types of concentrates, but like if you ever hear anybody talking about like doing dabs or like taking a dab and not like dancing, right? But like cannabis wise, um, <clears throat> like concentrated down using like butane or CO2, like different gases like that, different solvents, and make it down into like some sludgy, really beautiful looking stuff that gets yeah. you higher than absolute fuck. Yep. Um, and and so, they'll tell you which method they use too, because. Mm-hmm. People that have a thing against like chemicals and pesticides, yeah, they will take the CO2 pressed. Yes. And that's and usually what I get because it's like a, having your GMO versus organic choice. And, it's really and cool. that's what the, the Jeffrey has rosin on it, right? And so rosin is actually made with a heat press um, as opposed to being made with any type of solvent. So they take weed, they put it in a little bag, and they just put it under a heat press and press it down for, you know... 30 45 seconds a minute and you get the same thing out of it and it's the same idea usually it, it tastes better the terpene profile that's what they call the doesn't that taste delicious so good um, that's what they call the flavor chemicals in cannabis is yeah. terpenes right the terpenes. The, yeah um and so the terpene profile is higher usually on rosin than it is on regular weed just because it's not burned off by the extraction process um and then they have live resin right which is which is Weed that they are oil that they make with fresh, flash frozen weed, right? Instead mm-hmm. of usually they they dry it and cure it, right? And that's what they use to make the oil. But with the live resin, um, they'll they take it right off right off the plant. They freeze it really quick and then they use that. Okay. And that also helps preserve the terpenes, the flavor profiles. And so the live resin has usually, it just has a better taste on it, right? So just a more okay. natural taste of the terpene profiles in the wheat. Now I know why I really like that specific type of pre-rolled joint that I like to buy. I know that now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't come to you to keep this. It's pretty funny because um, we have very two different, we have two very, very different backgrounds when it comes to weed. Very. Uh I literally, you know, because there's a lot of people that have been smoking a lot of weed their whole life. I know Mm -hmm. someone who, (laughs) I know someone who hit their 50 year anniversary of smoking weed weed on 420 this year. Wow. That's a lot of weed. Yeah. And he's a very professional person. You know, you wouldn't know it if you met him on the street, you know, just very non-stereotypical. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, you have people like me who, no, who literally just started smoking, uh, when it was legalized, you know, I came back from the coast guard, it had already been legalized. So the industry was already established. So I think it was a, I don't know. Do you remember when it was legalized in Washington? Um, we were in high school. Um, but I don't remember exactly what year it was legalized. Yeah. It was, there's like a year gap between when the legislature passed for legalization and weed was actually sold. Cause oh, okay. when they passed it, they still had to like draw up a system and like, like, oh. uh, yeah, they, they create it? the bureaucracy e- to run it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The infrastructure I'm talking about, like the, uh, the papers though. What the fuck is that called? Yeah, the licenses. Sorry. Oh yeah, licenses. Uh, yeah, you have to get the licenses. Cause, and they only release. I believe that they only released so many. Um, yeah. And so, if you want to open a new store, you have to wait until one closes um, and buy their license. Um, 
But so somebody has to like screw up and do it wrong. Uh, yeah, or go out of business, or, yeah. and that may be incorrect. But I'm I am pretty <laughs> sure that that's how that works. Um, I'm so pretty there sure was, that's how it worked, yeah. if I remember right. So that was, and I couldn't vote for legal weed. I think that was was seventeen. We couldn't we mm-hmm. couldn't vote for it. So I was either sixteen or seventeen. So I remember voting for it uh, by absentee ballot. It was pretty awesome. I was like, oh, word, I could do this. I can help. Yeah. I can get in the fight. Uh, but yeah, it had been legal for, I think, or like they'd been selling it for probably three years before I could go and buy it. Yeah. Two or three. Um, so it's been a while. Yeah. But like you said, they've, been, they've made a shitload of money, you know. And now mm-hmm. that it's, now that there are more stores and there are more companies, it's easier. Because when they first had them, they sold so much bud they couldn't keep bud in the stores. Yeah, like they couldn't. You know, there wasn't enough much people demand. who had growing licenses and stuff. Um, and the growing license, like too much, it's demand. pretty strict regulation um, on the growers and on the retailers to make sure that shit is quality and make sure that it's safe. And oh, yeah. all the edibles are dosed out in ten milligrams. So that, God forbid, your kid gets into them, you know, it's going to take them a little bit longer to eat 100 milligrams worth of edibles because they have to unwrap 10 fucking packages of whatever. And some of the edibles that we've bought, I can't open the fucking package. Like, I've had to pull out scissors or a knife to open them. So there's no way in fuck that a four-year-old is, even with my teeth, I couldn't pull off. Yeah, no, you need scissors. Yeah. So it's, they do a good job, you know. And I don't, I think that if you have kids... And your kids get into your weed, that's on you. You know, you should have your weed in a better place where your kids cannot fucking get into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. <clears throat> but God forbid, you know, so that's that's the idea is God forbid that your kid gets into your edibles, you yeah. know, and starts It's only a low them. dose. Because they're not going to die, but they're going to get higher than shit. And you can't explain to a four-year-old that, listen, man. The weed that you just ate is converting into 11 metabolite in your system and you're... You're, you're it's tripping. about to change your life. Yeah. You know, and that there's nothing we can do for you. Like, so you can't explain that to a child. You know, no. you can't explain that to an adult. That's no. why. And that, that brings us to yeah. the, to the other way. Right. So a lot of people yeah. who don't like to smoke want to yeah. eat it. You know, some people just don't like, they don't react to it. They don't like the idea of smoking anything, you know, for whatever reason, they don't mm-hmm. want to smoke. Some people prefer to eat it. It's a different sensation, you know. Uh, they prefer the body high over the head high. Yeah. Um, so when you eat it, it actually converts. It gets processed by your liver. Um, and so it converts into a different chemical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be way, way, way more psychoactive than smoking it, right? So, like, just because you smoke a bunch of weed doesn't mean you can eat a whole bunch of weed because your tolerance might be way lower for that. Yeah. I still have a pretty high tolerance for edibles. Like... I can, it takes me quite a bit, especially stuff from the store. I got to eat a lot, 50, 60, 70 milligrams edibles to start to feel something. Wow. Um, it's on that Joey Diaz level, man. And that's like, well, my birthday when I took the Rick Simpson roll, I bought, yeah. uh, that's a concentrate, right? That's made by, it was invented by a Nova Scotian farmer named Rick Simpson. You know what? Um, we talked about this before, but yeah. I think it was the, uh, the lost uh, third episode. I'm oh, pretty really? sure. So I don't think this e- really has funny. been told before. So if that's the case, yeah, Rick Simpson was made by a Nova Scotian farmer. I hope named, I'm not wrong. Named Rick Simpson, um, and believe that the story goes that, <clears throat> excuse me, that he developed cancer 
Um, and he had heard uh, stories from one of his friends of a guy that he knew that was taking weed and he was processing it down and, and eating the oil. Excuse me. And it was, I'm really sorry about that. That's probably the first podcast burp, I think. <laughs> um, and so his friend was taking the wheat and was processing it down. He was concentrating it down into, you know, oil, this really, this black type of like sludge type of deal. Because Rick Simpson oil is made with the whole plant. It's made with stems and everything as oh, opposed wow. to like BHO and stuff, uh, butane hash oil or CO2. Um, that type of oil that people dab is just bud. It's like trimmed up flour that mm-hmm. they used to make that. So the consistency and the color is different um, on the Rick Simpson oil. And <laughs> um, and so the Rick Simpson oil has actually um, been shown in some cases to help rid people of cancer. Um, Rick Simpson oil has, like I said, not in all cases, in some cases, right? Um, it can help speed up the process of cell death. Apoptosis is what it's called, right? And so it will speed up the process of cell death in the cancer cells and leave the healthy cells there. That's awesome. Um, and so, like, it's not in all cases. It's not that's not the cure yeah. for cancer, but in some cases that has been that has been the case. Um, and because it's Schedule One, we can't have any federal trials. You know, there's no big studies that we can do to look yeah. at that. But it's from like the studies zero that research. have been able to be done. That's something that can be drawn from it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so people use it for – I also take it for my knees, right? I have fucked up knees. So the – no, I'm okay. Thank you. The cartilage I have in my knees – just sorry, in that joint – is, is really, really weak. Uh, and so the bones sit on each other and they just grind and, and it just – it causes me knee pain all the time, right? So, so I take Rick Simpson oil because I stand all day at work just to – just take away some of my knee pain, take away some of the inflammation. It just helps work. Um, mm-hmm. And so on my birthday, right, usually you take one gram and split it up into like 10 different pills. Um, but on my birthday, I took one gram and I put in four different pills <laughs> and was like, right, I'm going to take all of these in one day. And I took one in the morning, uh, like before I had breakfast. And then I took one like two hours after breakfast probably. And then I went to like a local bar and I was watching the Hawks game and I was eating pizza and I was sitting there with my brother-in-law and I ate some pizza and then I took a third Rick Simpson pill and I was getting really fucking high and I, I was there for a whole football game so like four hours and I only had two beers um, and it took me like 30 minutes to convince myself that I needed to go to the bathroom, like that I should go to the bathroom and go pee and when I finally went in there, I was standing there at the urinal and my heart was just pounding, dude, and I, I was thinking to myself, I, I was like <laughs> freaking out. I said, this, this is what it's like to die on weed, like, to overdose <laughs> on weed. Like, that's what this feels like is what I'm going through right now. It's like, I'm not going to make it. And Michael I'm is going to have to tell it. his wife and my wife that I died at the bar in the bathroom <laughs> because I got too high. And... um And I, you, you can't overdose on weed. Like, that's... It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I was, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I, I just was so fucking high, bro. I was so absolutely so high. And I went to like my in-laws house for my birthday. And my birthday is <laughs> Christmas Eve. So we go there and like we open up presents and, and people were trying to talk to me and I was so blazed. I couldn't even, 
I couldn't. I was carrying around this new kitten, and I was just being high and talking to people. I wasn't drinking beers. Usually, I get really drunk there on my birthday. Nothing. I was so fucked up, bro. Never took the fourth pill. So high, I got. I was just so high. I never even took the fourth one. Just dig that hole. You just cannot get out of. I couldn't. Yeah. No. And I. It was. It was pretty wild. So people use Rick Simpson oil for all kinds of stuff. Sometimes I use it just to have fun on my birthday. <laughs> but. Yeah, but so we were talking about dying on weed, right? So yeah. using something to overdose, that's called the LD50 rate, which is like how much you would have to take of a certain thing to overdose on Okay, it, right? The LD50 rate on cannabis is like so many, it's, it's like a third of your body weight or something like that, that you would have to consume in like three hours to, to die, yeah. right? There is no fucking way. Even if you weigh 200 pounds that you could smoke, what, like 60 pounds of weed in three hours? Are you fucking kidding me? Even if you concentrated it all down into oil, you couldn't dab 60 pounds of weed in three hours. No. There's no way. There's not enough time in that, you know? You can't overdose on weed. There's no dying. You would literally fall asleep before you could get to that much. But you know what you can overdose on? Is that uh, imitation weed type spice. stuff? Spice? Because that's what, salvia? Um, that no, like... salvia will like make you hallucinate. Oh, okay. Um, no, spice but is yeah, just... Spice is a totally different thing. And like, yeah, you can overdose on spice. Spice is um, potpourri. It's like a, you're not supposed to like eat it at all. You're, you're mm-hmm. just supposed to put it in a dish and like maybe yeah. burn it, I think. Um, it's an incense. That's what it is. Um, but a shitty one. And yeah, some kids found out that you can smoke it and get high. And I, I smoked spice one time and it was gross. I didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, I was in junior high. So that was like when it became popular was when I was in junior high. And so <clears throat> like kids who were on probation or like their parents piss tested them or something, instead of smoking weed, they would smoke spice. And my mom, I think she piss tested me one time and I told her, I was like, it's, like, it's going to be dirty. Like, I'm telling you right now, like, I, I fuck smoke weed. <laughs> like, it was dirty. But but the, I knew a bunch of kids whose parents piss tested them and stuff like that. Um, and those kids would would smoke spice. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, like, so I did that one time. I wasn't, I did not like it. I was not into spice at all. So I don't, I don't know why anybody would do that. I remember when I, uh, when I first learned about spice. Yeah. I was in the Coast Guard. And all of a sudden, we just there was kind of like this little uh, campaign, I guess, about what spice was and the fact that like within the, the military, yeah, and within the military, like they were making it say, yeah, no, you cannot do that. That's not something you can do. That's the first time <laughs> I ever heard about spice. it. And then yeah. that's why, like, by the time I heard about it, it was basically over. Yeah, like all the spice had kind of been cracked down on because as it came out they just they would ban the brands you know and yeah because it was it's really bad for you yeah people would get really fucking sick from it it was super bad yeah that's um, i don't know that kind of stuff just seems so stupid to me yeah. why would you do that i don't know it's like yeah but yeah so people you know in closing People consume cannabis in all types of different ways that work for them. They also they like put it into like salves and stuff that you rub on your skin, you know? I mean, all yeah, suppositories, this, there's yeah, all, there's neck. literally almost any way that you could, I don't want to say literally, almost any way that you could think to consume cannabis, there's a way to do it. Pretty you know? much. 
It's yeah, you can you can drink it. They have, like the edibles are not just sh- stuff you eat. There's sodas, sodas and yeah. there's sprays and fucking yeah, tinctures and stuff that just drops that you put under you know under your tongue. Sublinguals like yeah. it's anything, anything even, that you can think even, of. Even uh, products for dogs. Yeah, even I mean, stuff for like, dogs yeah, and stuff for your animals that help their yeah. joints and you I, know, I, for I give my dog stems, anxiety. You know, I don't, and it doesn't do mm-hmm. anything, but she likes them. She yeah. likes to eat them. Yum yum yum. If it's dietary fiber if nothing else yeah no it's snacks that's <laughs> yeah, all it is just snacks just yeah healthy she snacks to, yeah it's like you know daddy daddy can i have a treat oh here you go honey have a have a carrot stick yeah <laughs> I, you know i give her the option i would never force her but yeah and no. penny put it down there if she wants it she'll take it and she almost always does oh yeah um animals have really strange taste and stuff yeah it's so funny but that's that's it, I think. I think that's the, you know. The special. The weed special. Yeah, that's the 420 the part, 420 of, part. Of, of the 421 episode of episode 10. Yeah. That's it. If I didn't cover anything, obviously, if there's any more questions, fucking tweet at me or hit us up on SoundCloud or Apple in the reviews um, or Instagram or the website. or Anywhere. 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 Salt of the Streets, the media platforms. Salt of the Streets Incorporated one day. You know what I'm saying? Boom. So... Yeah. Day, so, what do you what do you want to talk about next? What do you what do you have on on there? Well, you know, since we're scaling down, I guess on our you on don't our want to ramp it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> just get really intense. Just get intense. So, yeah, just to go from yay weed talk to oh my god, heavy news. What's up, North Korea? Yes. Have you heard anything about North um, Korea I've lately? Heard that I read yesterday that they were said they were considering denuclearization. Uh, Mike Pompeo went there a couple weeks ago, right, yeah. um, and had a meeting. I guess that just came to light the other day. Um, yeah, so I mean, just they're getting closer to the talks. The Mike, they said that Mike Pompeo went there to just, I like, guess, like test the waters, right, yeah. to see if. If America's interests were even able to be discussed there, yeah. right? And this is all before he is Secretary of State. Yes, you know he's when acting he as CIA a, director. Yeah, which CIA director probably just made it easier for him to travel over there. Yeah, you know, it's gotta be. Yeah, just be registered as a diplomat. Yeah. And go the whole and, thing was totally like top secret, right? And we only found about it, found out about it uh, a couple weeks or a couple months. I can't remember when it was, but. It yeah, was like he a went while to, he ago. went a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, that was when the yeah the visit wow. was. I think it was some kind of holiday, if I remember right. Easter, the Easter Boom. weekend. That's, that's what he it was. was there. Yeah, so it really was not that long that's ago that right. he was there. Now I, I thought remember. I I thought I remembered it being a holiday weekend. I yes. was like, wow, good on him, man. Yeah. Working those uh, OT hours on the holiday, <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets double time. <laughs> yeah, his wife and kids and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, that's but yeah that it just. I don't know. I I just with all of that because that's kind of the public story. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what's in the news. This is what yes. you're reading. But behind that, I just I wonder if any of it really means anything. Mike Pompeo going there? Yeah. Well, just that combined with the whole fact that they said they're you know they've been in talks with South Korea about denuclearization and possibly ending the armistice and you know um 
Yeah, I, just I feel think like... that it does, but I think that it also depends on. I think it depends on how close North Korea and Russia actually are, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that in the last like week or two, probably I've been probably since you wrote that dissent, I've been considering um, more just like Russian behavior, just kind of thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 continued aggression, continued behavior that is not positive towards the United States. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's through trying to make up false narratives about chemical attacks in Syria or continually backing the Syrian government, poisoning people in sovereign nations. You know, it's there are different things that are going on that Russia is lying about, you know, and that is there. It's like it's like they said there, you know, it's like they said, I'm sorry. It's like they said that what the rebels were trying to do you know they're it's like they're goading us into trying to do something yeah. trying to start an, a war or something like that you know yep. and so i think that that was my perspective right from um, that's why when i wrote that dissent what was that two three weeks ago? i think like two weeks ago yeah. yeah that's you know i was worried at the time about like i was worried about like possibly like really what are the implications of really doing all these these things in Syria? You know, it makes me think of World War One. Yeah. You know, when they say, uh, it, I think it was Dan Carlin that was, well, it was somebody that was quoting, Dan Carlin was quoting in one of his uh, hardcore history shows, saying that, uh, you know, if there was ever to be such a great war that would involve the world, it would have to do with some damn fool incident in the Balkans. Yeah. You know, and I think we could probably take that statement and just move it to the Middle East right now because all the great powers are tied up there. And it just makes me think that, that, hey, all this stuff is, all these little proxy wars that we have going on, this is getting pretty dangerous. We need to really start thinking about what we're, what are we looking at? Well, and especially with the last counter-strike being from a coalition force of america the uk and france right yeah, that's not just not that US. we're not allies already but it's more of establishment of like you said of like sides you know if you sat down you had to drop the sides like yeah. and i don't want to you know i think that i was hesitant when you wrote that because i don't want to start to propagate any ideas of like a world war three or anything like that but no. as i as i took a step back like i said over the last two weeks and thought about it if you if you sit back and you draw up the sides, especially after this last coalition strike, you know, the new, whether or not you call it that because it's not an official group that they did, it's just a strike yeah. they did together, you know. But as a new grouping like that happens, that's, I can, I can connect the dots that you were laying out. You know, I yeah. see that. Um, it's kind of like, it was kind of a worst case scenario type of stuff. It's right. not what I, I necessarily yeah. thought was going to happen, but and I see that now. It's just something yeah. like, hey, this could be this is like the World War II Holocaust situation yeah. of what we might might hit. And so I think just maybe let's avoid that. Just don't do those things. Don't keep pissing each other off. Yeah. And let's all just, you know, let's all just sit down for a minute reevaluate what's going on here do we really need to be having these you know these fights in the proxy wars yeah and And maybe it took maybe it took this last strike the the, you know the quote-unquote coalition strike of of the allied forces maybe that's what it took that last dot for me to be like okay now i can see 
like what you're saying, you know, because it's not just America now that's like involved in this. Now it's America and France and and the, the UK, UK that are working together to do some shit in Syria. And they've all said, you know, if it continues to happen, even Nikki Haley said, right, mm-hmm. that they were going to start doing the sanctions. And that's that's one thing that happened this week is that's not to divert because that's part of this, right? That she said that they, that they were going to announce that Mnuchin, right, was going to come out and yeah. announce new sanctions on Syria. Uh, or on Russia, on Russia. Um, and the White House came out that week, and someone said, "Well, she's got to be confused, right?" Yeah. And then she and came see, out, and, and the direct quote from her is, "I don't get confused. No. Like that's this. This has nothing to do with me. This is what we talked about, right?" And that's that sketch, right? That especially because when Nikki Haley says it, I. I believe her. She's got no you know, reason to over fuck the around, other right? side, She's, <laughs> especially know. right now. Like this is her. That's her reputation on the line because yeah. she's there as the UN ambassador and she's been strong as it is. And if she starts pussyfooting now, then it doesn't mean anything. You know, yep. then Russia can continue to be a bully in the Security Council and shut shit down with the veto and it doesn't matter. So she's got no reason to be lying, you know, and that's I think that goes right along with the sanctions that have already been passed that haven't been put through. You know, that's. That's another one of those things you can put on the list of sketchy behavior that looks sus from the White House, right? <laughs> so if I had it, it's my Add sus it list, list, right? That's my sus list. Yeah. It's like things that <laughs> Donald Trump, the White House has done to be like, there's no, there's no collusion. We don't fuck with Russia. Like we just, you know, this isn't cool what they're doing. One more thing on the sus list. Like then why are you doing this? Then why yeah. are you not in support of this? Why have you not already put in the set of sanctions that's been approved? And why are you now not backing up these new ones that Nikki Haley wants to do? Because isn't that her job? Yep. Isn't it part of her job to come back to the to D.C. and say, listen, sat in with the Security Council, look that Russian diplomat in the face. He's a lying ass bitch. Let's put some sanctions on Russia. Like, it's time to <laughs> fucking go, you know? So... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's one more thing on the sus list, you know. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I think maybe it took that last quote unquote the new, you know, what I think could be a new coalition strike, you know, yeah, um, on Syria to to make me understand that, you yeah. know. And I think that that so and that's to bring just, it back around, yeah. you know, it depends. <laughs> it depends. I think on how close North Korea and Russia turn out to be. You know, in the next, in the coming months, how involved Russia seems to be in, because we know that there are already, there are people who come, who go from North Korea into Siberia and shit into work camps. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a thing. I've seen those reports, like I've watched those Vice Newses. You know, they, North Korea has work camps in several different countries around the world where they send people from their country. And some of the people, it was Vice. We watched it on YouTube. Me and my wife did, where, I think that it was in Siberia that they had North Korean war camps there. And some of those people didn't even know they weren't in North Korea. <laughs> they did not know that they were not in their own country anymore. They don't know you how know? big the world is. People that they're, they're reporting it now, the people that are in like almost slave camps, they don't have, there's all of the money that they're making goes back to North Korea because North Korea doesn't have shit for money. You know, it's, they don't have any income. It's a failing country. Mm-hmm. So all of the money that is made from those slaves in all those countries just goes straight back to North Korea. You know, they're eating dogs and shit like that in these crazy-ass camps because all the money's going back home. Yep. It's, and not to their families, to the government, you know, to try and just keep everything afloat. Mm-hmm. That's, so I think that it really depends. That's That would be my hinge on that would be 
whether or not these talks with North Korea mean anything, I think for me would depend on how close those two are in the coming yeah. months. You know, how involved they are. And I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that link, the similar type of link might be made with China. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, because we know they're all allies. They're all sitting there. You know, yeah. that's, that's the why only... I specifically talked about those yeah. three is because that's one of the biggest yeah. hindrances to a strike on North Korea is China. You mm-hmm. know, is that we we're not necessarily all the way allies with China, but we're trade partners and we try and stay cool with them because their economy is so massive, you know, that yeah. we can't which talk we owe them so much money. War. We can't really yeah. exist in a world where China is mad at the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not a healthy place for us to try and get anything done, especially try and rebuild our economy. That's not a <laughs> no. good place to try and do that. You know, no. a.k.a. tariffs. It, yes, exactly. But, yeah, I just. You know, uh, to speak back to the the fact that uh, just North Korea is in the news again, and it's kind of it seems to be all relatively positive news. Yeah, and then looking historically back at you know the Korean history, lots of is good it stuff, just lots of good stuff, yeah, and then, and then shit. nothing. Yeah, you know, and so is that going to be the case again, or? You know, I mean, because it's a it's the new son. Mm-hmm. You know, it's actually his regime, and it it might be different. You he know, might what's, be scared, and so you yeah, know. we don't we don't know. He and that is really what yeah. it, I think it comes down to is that the intent behind it. Mm-hmm. What is he trying to do? You know, is he like you said? Is he just happy now that he's got he's part of the nuke club, and now right. he's like, hey man, I'm in. Okay, I'm cool. No, we're good. Or is it just another one of those bait and switch? Yeah. Go into negotiations, ask for a bunch of money, and then turn around and be like, nah, now we're good. And I guess we'll have to wait and see. Because it looks like looks like the meeting is going to go forward. You yeah. Know, at least from what, you know, Mike Pompeo went there. So, it you know, to see and make sure. And they've come out and said that they're willing to possibly talk about denuclearization, you know, before. And I, I, didn't, I didn't read the article, so I don't know whether that's still the same now. But before, when... North Korea talked about denuclearization. They were talking about everybody, right? And that mm-hmm. meant America getting out of the peninsula, nobody having any nukes in there, everybody stops. Like, So I don't know whether a, or not this well, new announcement means that yeah. their ideas changed. Like, have you read into that? or the That was one of the questions asked was, uh, was that a part of the argument? That yeah. The fact that it's historically always been what... I mean, you have to get your the U.S. troops out of South, South Korea. Korea. That's always been a part of it. It's the, uh, and there's a lot of leave. dudes there. Yeah, there's like a ton. There's, yeah, that's a we big have a ton. In the DMZ. We, yeah, the, the DMZ, demilitarized zone. Yeah, the DMZ force is, is pretty severe. Um, and that's always been part of... Uh, it's always been a bargaining chip. Yeah. But apparently this time it isn't. And so that kind of... I don't know. Is that just the fact that now because they have the nuke, it just raised the stakes to the point that we're like, well, no, we don't really care about that. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. We got this. Or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I And like I said, I haven't read I haven't read the article and I just saw that that was that they said that. So I don't yeah. I don't want to speak too heavy on that just because I haven't read it. Yeah. Next week, definitely we can talk about it more. Yeah. But that is that's, a, it's a that's question that's being asked right now. And it's and an then, important detail. And yeah. It is, and that's why it's in a lot of these opinion pieces and stuff, you know, from looking at a couple of them mm-hmm. from 
the Washington Post. And it says these people are asking these questions, wondering. It all comes down to intent and yeah. motive, and there's no way to tell what that is. They could be honorable. They could not be. Well, because because Donald Trump is not gonna take the troops out of the DMZ. No, he's not gonna take the American forces out of Korea. So yeah. those are both deal enders. For him to go there, I'm sure that when he goes there, he'll say that he'll say that same thing. That this no, no. I'm not. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even want to say that he would consider lessening them because of the increase in military spending, right? That's some mm-hmm. that's going to it's going to go across the board to the military. So, I'm sure that you could even theorize there may be a slight increase in the troops in North Korea, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially because of all the heightened shit that's going on, I, I don't know. You yeah. know, I don't I would be hesitant to think that he would be willing to adjust the numbers yeah. Lower, you I know, definitely in the don't demilitarized zone. So no. I feel like that would maybe this came out because the Pompeo meeting was announced. You know, that maybe that was something that they had discussed then, and North Korea might yeah. be worried the details are going to come out, so they just want to get ahead of it anyway and say, "Well, we're willing to yeah. talk about it." Well, there's some so. stuff too going down between the two, uh, North and South Korea. There's talks set up that are the going on. They yeah. set up a hotline directly from, they called it the Blue House in South Korea. Yeah. Um, the state building. And then to whatever, the foreign affairs or something like that in North Korea, that yeah. there's a direct ground hotline now from the two countries. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I think it, the. Interesting. The. To say the least. Yeah. The turning point, I think, was the Olympics, if I go back. Yeah. Because that's when they wanted to get involved and that's when they set up the hotline. Yeah. But now. Yeah, the two countries have been in talks, and apparently they're talking about uh, lowering the armistice and just, you know, having it basically a you know peace treaty, right? Which um, would be great, yeah, because then that would set up a yeah, but would then set it, up a place where the force, the American forces, could be lessened. Because yeah. if if history teaches us anything, there will be troops there for three generations, right? That's like for you know about oh, that yeah. time. That's the as long as it would be right but yeah so. but it's just it's really interesting because a lot of it all comes down to intent because all the news is good really good but unbelievably why? good <laughs> what why? Yeah. yeah so a lot of it is speculation at this point and you're just because it's a new guy you know yeah it's not his dad we don't know what he's thinking well, like Could said, he be we, different? You know, he's we, a millennial. Forgot or no, he's not quite. I no. don't think. Well, like he's not said, that if young. We, <laughs> if we look at history, right, which is what you're supposed to do, you know, is learn from history. That yeah. that would tell us that there are, could should be prepared for maybe it not to finally amount to anything, but definitely we should try and be optimistic that it will. You know, because that would be best for everybody for the shit to just be done and over with. Yeah, most but, definitely. We'll see. Like you said, good news. You know, good news. It's good news. Off the bat, we'll just have just to wait and see. Mark? Just have to wait and see what comes from it. I don't know. Have they announced a date for? No, I haven't heard anything about that yet. No, but it the news for is the sporadic. Yeah, the last couple of weeks. I want to feel like it was less. Like there's been less news lately, but I wouldn't say that. It's just less. Uh, they're more sporadic stories. I feel. Yeah. But they're just all as salacious. And, right. But, but yeah. That was it's just I just wanted to bring up the fact that 
North Korea has been in the news again lately. And yeah. it's all different, way different than normal. And so everyone's asking now, why, why what's going on here? What is yeah. this? It's definitely something to talk about. All right. So what do you, do you I'm going to give you two options. Word. Do you want to talk about James Comey or do you want to talk about the Saints cheerleader? Mm. Wow. What am I voting for president again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, jokes, buddy. That was great. What do you uh, think? I'm thinking. Uh, Should we talk Comey. about James Comey? I want to talk about Comey. For a little bit, and then yeah. we'll talk about the cheerleader leading into pop culture. Yeah, word. Because it's not totally pop culture, but it'll it'll branch the two a little bit. Word. And then we're we like can touch on something. An hour and a half, so that's, that's, that'll be good. Yes, yeah, we're a, yes, yes, sir. Very like correct. It. Look at you. All right, so James Comey, so he's he wrote his book, right? We talked about that a little bit last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out on Tuesday, and he's been making the fucking rounds at all types of different news agencies and companies to to just be interviewed and talk about details of you know his book and i think that the, <laughs> like we talked about last time it's a book promotion tour grandstander yes right so and yeah. i think this definitely <laughs> plays into that and i'm almost getting a little bit tired of it because i think that it's starting to work it's starting to be counterproductive right mm-hmm. it definitely just sit is. the fuck down right because i last week when we talked about this i was on board i'm like james comey and keep going, you know, like I believe like what you got going on. And now I feel like you're talking about a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Should maybe just chill a little bit, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it would probably play better to, to what you have going on. But I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm just like, can we just, it's kind of like when uh, Hillary, when she did her talk over in India yeah, she just was basically shitting on people. Everyone yes. was like, "Can you I just had that stop? Down here for a We're long done time now. about yeah. Well, Trump voters, you know, Hold he got fucking like yeah. less educated. Whatever the fuck, I don't want to misquote her, but a lot of shit that was really not good. Yeah, like that. You know, the people that voted for her were the more educated, and they were making more money, and they were doing all this stuff, and it was terrible. It was absolutely horrible mm-hmm. to listen to that. I I was not a fan. Yeah, and I don't want to say it's. It's at that level yet, but I feel we're going to get there real soon. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I just, I'm almost, I'm just done with it. It's like, okay, I got it. He's just telling stories now, and now he's trying to promote a book. Okay, yeah. everybody just, can we just, I don't necessarily want this man to have mo- a shit ton of more money. Yeah. So could we just not, please? Well, and it's the same, like, I don't, it's the same idea. I don't really want to continue to hear what people's perceptions of what he's saying are. Like, somebody actually read the book and tell me what the fuck it says so that I can know what the fuck it says. Yeah, I was going to say, put you on the spot. You know, you're going to buy the book? I'm going to. Yeah, I probably will. (laughs) Like I said, I trust this one. I trust this one better than I trust Michael Wolf. You know, I want to wait. That's why I I want to hear about the book because I want to know whether or not it's worth my money. You know, I. Waited two weeks and saw Michael Wolf book Fire and Fury is not worth my money, so I don't want to buy it. You yeah. know, it's lies. I don't care. Yeah. But and like I said, I still don't have. I think there. Hold on, I have a note here about shit about him lying, right? About James Comey. Oh, um, lying Comey. Yeah. So but that's what makes it so he like gray. <laughs> Like, not leaking, and so it says, McCabe sent emails to Comey telling him that he was going to 
yeah. get in contact with the media. Yeah. Um, and so there's still, like I said, there's still dispute around whether or not you know, about the verbiage him. that was used when he when he testified in yeah, front it's, of Congress, it's the, right? The metaphorical, um, you know, uh, depends he, on what your definition aware, of is, yeah. is. Right. He was aware but didn't authorize, you yeah. know? And that's the difference that's sitting here. But I still don't, as of now, you know, I don't have anything that... Obviously, anybody correct me if I am wrong, but I don't have anything that tells me that he's lying, you know? He just yeah. has a too big of an ego too big of an ego wants to talk about himself too much because it should probably just shut up yeah. but he's the political version of an instagram model yeah but i don't think <laughs> that i don't know i don't know, know if i can trust him yeah. but i don't distrust him enough not to know what he wants what he has to say and i think that if you follow so i don't know anybody who's listening right i don't know if they've watched or listened to any of the interviews that he's done right but they talk about when he came out and he announced that the FBI was not going to try and indict Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah. And if you follow James Comey's line of logic, right, it makes sense, okay? If you if you listen, like, I'm not saying that it sounds true, but I'm saying you yeah. can follow his line of logic, right? That he uh, knew and you're about talking about protecting the, uh, the, the DOJ. The integrity of, right... That, of so Loretta he, Lynch, the uh, AG. Yes, yeah. yes, and of Hillary Clinton, right? Because he said he yeah. found out about the tarmac meeting between Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch. Mm -hmm. he said at that point he knew that, <clears throat> excuse me, that she couldn't be trusted to give an unbiased whatever a statement on what they were going to do, <clears throat> right? Which yeah. is not his responsibility, but like he said, he took it upon himself because he didn't feel like she could Yeah, be he unbiased. wanted to protect the integrity of the FBI. Yes. So he's like, hey, yes. this stops with me. Yes. I call this out. But yeah. And like I said, and I'm and not I get saying, that. yeah, and I'm not that's saying that possible. that's the truth, but you can, I'm saying it's a you line can, of logic you can follow. You know, you can follow you it. So it's something... Ego. Yes, so yeah. it's something that has to be considered, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm not trying to say that's the truth, but it's something that has to be considered. Yeah. And then he says, and that's that because yeah. of that. He also thought he also said he was operating in a world where Hillary Clinton is going to win the election, right? Yeah. So he's also doing it because he doesn't want there to be any question. That's why he shit on her in for 20 minutes before is because yeah. he doesn't want anybody. He doesn't want there to be any question about that she made some horrible mistakes. But we're not going to indict her, right? So mm -hmm. there's not criminal charges, but she fucked up royally. Yeah, because otherwise, if she got elected president, yes. she'd be the president of the United States who was under investigation by the FBI. Yes. And he wanted to protect the seat of the presidency, the office of the presidency. And that's from why, that. And that's just why like he, with his AG situation. Yes. So it makes sense. His, his logic makes sense. If that holds true. Yeah, and, given, and his ego, given everything, like yeah. you said, you can follow it. You know, like I said, I'm not saying it's true, but you can follow it. And mm -hmm. that's the question that makes me curious enough, curious enough, <laughs> <laughs> gosh, uh, to want to buy the book and read it. Yeah. That's why, <clears throat> whereas with the Michael Wolf stuff, I was like, well, I know this dude, you know, and it's, oh, wait, this is just stories of Steve Bannon told yeah. by, you know. Well, in the, in the quotes of... Comey's book that I've heard have not been as salacious as the interviews. No. You know, they've been way more standard, like uh. factual type of shit. So that's, again, like another reason why I'm more willing to buy it is because I yeah. think that the interviews are just being sort of way more 
people's interpretation of what's going on rather than just the information in the book. Yeah. And which is not that's not to not be expected, you know, that's to mm-hmm. be expected is what I'm trying to say from yeah. the media is to, for it to be their impression, their spin on what's going on. But that's, I think, why I would like to read it's, it. You know, what's kind of funny is so all the... I will buy it. Yeah, so the, the conversations that are all about, all around Comey right now is, uh, you know, this this political orbit yeah. that follows him that we all have to have. Right. It's all based around the question of like, well, are you going to buy the book? Yeah. You know, and it's a really funny thing when you really, really get to the core of it to really be asking all these questions. Yes, there's a Donald Trump aspect to it, but we had already kind of solved that aspect. We right. kind of already figured it out. And, you know, we know that Trump fired him just because of the the Russian situation. Michael Flynn, and, Russia, you know, the... All it was the... like, hey, you're not going to clear my name like right now? No? Okay. Well, then screw you. You're fired. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, that that's what he was really fired for. Right. It was very, you know, very surface, very uh, vain a type of firing. But... Um, whether or not that's justified is another question. Then you get into his the, his political orbit, right? You know? And then, but right now, all the questions that we're asking are all based off of I think whether or not you're going to buy the book because this is his book tour. Yeah, that's what he's trying to do, right. and so ultimately that becomes the question. Did you? It's like re-raising all the issues. Have you listened to? So I listened to him on ABC or whatever, um, George Stephanopoulos, and then I also listened to him on NPR. Did you listen to that one on oh, NPR? Oh, I didn't hit. The, no, yep, I didn't hit. He the was NPR. on NPR, um, and then I also listened to him on the New York Times, and I thought the New York Times was the best one. The with New Michael York Barbaro. Times, because he, yeah. he really kind on of the really, daily, the daily um, New York Times podcast. Yeah, Michael Barbaro, I thought did a good job, and then James Comey also, I thought did a good job pushing back on some narratives that Michael Barbaro was trying to push. Right. Yeah. And I didn't write anything down, so I don't have any specifics, but I think it would be good for people to listen to it. And I, you listen to it, and I think that that's correct. That. Whether I, you know, whether or not Michael Barbaro believes that, but there were some things, some like I said, some narratives that he was trying to set up that yeah. James Comey was no, no, no that's no. not correct. Like yep. I'm going to stop you before right you now. continue because I don't think that that's right. You know, which and was good on Comey. Yes, and I'm, I think yeah, like I think that's really good. So yeah. I think that was the best one that I've listened to. The George Stephanopoulos one was that's his name, right? Stephanopoulos. Yeah. he's was was bullshit. It was not. It was it, the typical, yes. you know. Primetime TV yeah. news network interview. Yeah, no, it, it was. I mean, it was all right to listen to, but it wasn't. It wasn't what he was cracked it wasn't up to. Wasn't groundbreaking. Be. No. Um, so if you're going to listen to one of them, I think that the one from yeah. the Daily. Um, one of them's is, white bread. One of them's healthy multigrain with walnuts. Yeah, yeah, and the <laughs> the NPR one was pretty good. I haven't listened to the whole thing because they played part of it on the Up First podcast, but it was on a different one mm-hmm. that I don't remember what it's called. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Um. So he was on those different ones last week. And yeah, so the, the New York Times one was the best one. I it think. really was. It definitely was. Yeah. There was a couple this, this week I wasn't such a fan of, but uh, the Comey one was great. Yeah. And then the uh, Friday, the special where they previewed the new show. The Caliphate. Oh, Man, I am in on yeah. that one. And I, I'm a subscriber, right, to the New York Times. So I saw a banner like a couple of days ago and I heard them announcing it, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. It is. Caliphate is a special series that they're doing that is about ISIS and the people in it and like kind of how it was established and how it affects people and like 
Well, along with the journalist herself that like went into this world and interviewed these people and like got to know these people and be involved in the danger around like investigating ISIS just to know what it is. Traveling with the coalition forces waiting until the build like there's there's audio for there. And she's asking the soldiers, she's like, are, like, are these buildings cleared? Like, can I go into these buildings? Like, are you done here? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And so she's, yeah. they're there. They're clearing buildings through cities to make sure there's no ISIS in there. And then she's going in there to find whatever scraps of material they have, any papers, receipts, anything that yeah. she can find. Reading, like, and diaries and all the, sorts of stuff. You know, the structure, like, of ISIS. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Yeah. I subscribe. Absolutely. That's I'm 100% in on that one. I love that. That's that deep, you know, Vice News has got that one that one dude who's like, he gets super into it. Yeah, with Ben, those, uh, uh, ben Anderson. Ben Anderson. That's his name, Ben Anderson. The war correspondent. He is insane. He's those the people, UK, I think. And man, I got mad props for those people. I've like, heard. I don't care what their spin or their narrative is going to be. I don't care. And That's I have insane. That, I actually have that written down here, right, that for the Chuck Schumer thing. But I think the one thing that vice still does really well with no spin is their like global shit yeah when they're when they're in syria when they're in war places or when especially they're, with they're places war corresponding with immigrants or with refugees anything like that that's legitimate right the, because the war reporters and those global reporters don't have fucking time for bias they don't have time for fucking spin they're standing with people who are dying who are starving who are their lives are, are literally on the lives. line yes they don't yeah because I watched that earlier, so and it dope. was so good. The girl Isabella Young, I think, is her name. Maybe that's not her last I name. Think but so. Isabella, some you know who I'm talking yeah, about. She's and, into it. Yeah, and Man. she was on the boat with the Syrian Navy, who was going to pick up refugees who were out in the water to bring them back to Syria. Mm-hmm. And all these people getting on the boats think that they're being picked up by the Italian Navy and by all these people because they think that they've made it to Europe. And they get on the boat and find out they're going right back home. Wrong. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so it was about like the different corrupt militias that are doing that, you know, and like the different allegations that like this one guy that was leading this particular mo- uh, militia that she was with has allegations against him from the UN for like abusing refugees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't so it that weird was, to think about? Like the fact that like you have a nation where people are just like, hey, man, I just don't like what's going on here. Yeah. I want to get out. And they're like, we're just going to fucking leave just because go. whatever, I got to go. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Nope. You can't leave, man. You can't. You can't leave. What do you think? You can't just leave. Yeah. What are you doing? Can you imagine if the United States did that? Like, let's say I wanted to, because right, my wife is Ecuadorian. Right. Let's say I want to just be like, hey, dude, I'm done. I'm going to go down there. You know, I love the lifestyle down there. It's great. I'm just going to pick up and leave. I'm going go, to go be an expat. No. It's fine. You know? I'll get my papers and stuff down. I'll be legit, yeah. you know. But I'm going to move down there. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't. What are can't you doing? Do no, that. no, no. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, it was pretty wild. The whole, yeah, just the, the deep core refugee question. That I guess that's what that yeah. makes me get to. But so that's another, a whole other conversation. So another story that the New York Times did this week mm-hmm. was about the Saints cheerleader, right? So we can talk uh, about that for... Yeah. We can talk about that for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Right. Word. Um, I don't like That's to usually put time on shit, but then we got to do some, some fucking... Pop culture. Yep. And then some sports, and then we're done. Um, yeah. So the Saints cheerleader, I guess we will just touch on it, right? So 
you may or may not have heard the story already, right? But the Saints cheerleader was, I think that she got fired. It came down to it for putting that picture on social media, right? Yeah, she posted team. a picture of, uh, what was it? Which was the one? I think it was like a big uh, a bathing suit or something like that that yeah. she got on Instagram. Yeah, and that violated her contract. Yes, the rules and of the Saints cheerleaders. There is all kinds of stuff that goes into this, right? Yeah, because um, that question begs the the bigger question. Well, what what rules do you guys have? Yes, what are the rules? Uh, what, which rule did she break? And so obviously they looked, and there's there's all kinds of different. They're the thing they highlighted, right? Because I want to be careful how I word this. The thing they highlighted were the differences between the contracts of the players and the cheerleaders, right? Yes. Which I think is not a good starting point, Mm-mm. right? Apples because and oranges. I think that to try and say that a player on a football team is the same thing as a cheerleader who cheers for that team is very, very different, mm-hmm. especially in a professional capacity, right? Uh, yeah. Um, even just stemming from the point that I'm not going to say no one, but the majority of the people who go to the football game are there for the football players and not for the cheerleaders, right? Yes. Because I'm sure that there are people who who want to be professional cheerleaders that go to the game to watch the Seagulls and the, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and shit like that. You know, like mm-hmm. I would never, I don't want to say that there's nobody who does that. Yeah, there's got to be some, but, right? But, but the majority, the vast majority of people are there. To watch the players, yeah. Right? So yeah, we're I think there to watch the game. That's we're so I NFL think that to, So fans. I think to compare the two is not right. right? No. I'm not going to say that the whole thing was ridiculous because there's a lot of shit in that contract that I thought was unfair. Right? There's yeah. some stuff like if you're eating in a restaurant and a player comes in, you have to leave immediately. I think that's mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous, right? There was yeah. one girl who was a bartender, and if a player came into the bar, came into the bar, she had to step off the floor until the player leaves. Yeah, right. so which she means might she, have didn't, to, she did not get paid. She no, had to so, quit work. So she might have to leave work for a whole shift because a player decides that's where he's going to spend his night. You yep. know, I think that's ridiculous. Can you imagine right? clocking in like that? You, you clock in like that, you start your shift, and people start coming in, and like within the first hour or two, you're there. You know, you're, one of your players walks in, you're like, oh, well, there's my whole day gone. I don't get to work today now. Yeah. No, no money today. Sorry. Right. Thanks for showing up. Right, which I think is bullshit. You know, yeah. it's to but, interfere with her outside. Yeah, but know, to speak which, to you, I think your core point. Yeah, the fact that because it's through the NFL and that's how we got to this situation. You know, that's a tie. That's the big entity behind right. it. Absolutely. But we need to not focus on the difference. Did the differences between the two? No, we need to focus on this particular problem. This because, is a problem, and. How we got to know about it is not... We don't need to argue about that. Yeah. That's fine. NFL is a different thing. This is a separate argument, and I think the two are getting mixed up. And they even... And I don't like that. They even said in the very beginning of that, of the Daily, right? When in the maybe 40 seconds that Michael Barbaro spoke, he said something about a career that's being overlooked by the Me Too movement, right? Yeah. To include this particular case in the Me Too movement, I think, is disingenuous and does not do it justice to the Me Too movement itself, if that's what you're trying to advocate for, right? Not maybe the unfairness in this job, but this particular case where you're trying to tie the two between 
men and women and player and, and cheerleader, it's that's not a good starting point, right? No. Because that's not what this is about, right? Yeah. There are because you can't compare those two things. Yeah. Right. To talk about inequalities in the contract and the position is fine. But I don't think that that's because I don't think that this is about sexual harassment and exploitation. I don't think this is about because they're women, right? No. Because it's a different so like I said, I think that would be the same thing to compare it between cheerleader and, and player. And that's not, yeah. I don't think that's what think, it's about. I think you could. Personally, you if, could I, make if I'm the, wrong, please tell me that. Somebody tell yeah. me that if that's and I feel not the like, case. Well, I feel like because we, we were texting back and forth, I think, on this one a little bit. Yeah. And I, I feel like I made the analogy between, you know, the fact that this is talking between, we're talking a lot about the, the cheerleaders in the NFL and the difference yeah. between the two and then the Me Too movement. And it's like, well, I think the real, if you guys want to, if anybody should jump in, it's the people I think in like the beauty pageant world, the the Miss Universe, you know, pageant world. I think those, a lot of those, these similar problems that we're getting in the cheerleader world are probably issues in those worlds. I think it's a totally different industrial question. And to to complicate that with ideological questions like the Me Too movement and you know, just the, the wage gap disparity and the difference between the NFL and the cheerleaders. And I think that's to focus on those, those issues is not, that's not going to solve the problem. Yeah. You know, one, one of her complaints was that once she had got her position on, on the team, then she was told that, you know, she had to lose weight and that she had to do this and, and all this stuff. And, I think in a situation where you're trying to compare cheerleaders and players, because that's in this particular situation, that's what they've been doing, right? Yeah. I think that that is ridiculous because she's like, well, I went in and they immediately measured my body fat percentage. You can look up on the internet the body fat percentage of any player in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? The moment you get into the league, the moment that you show up at the combine, they're measuring your body fat percentage. Yeah. Eddie Lacy had, I think, three different weight incentives built into his contract with the Seahawks so that if he made weight, he would get more money, mm -hmm. right? His nickname is Cheeseburger Eddie. There are people <laughs> who are known for coming in overweight and having to lose a bunch of weight in the beginning of the season so they can still keep their job. Mm -hmm. Don't try and act like that's unfair or fucking ridiculous. Like, because like you said, even in, even in pageant, if you're going to be a beauty queen, if you're going to do something like that, which I would argue is similar to being a cheerleader in a professional level, do you think that if you have a pageant coach, she's not going to say in the beginning of pageant season, you got to lose like five or six pounds, right? So that you can be on stage, you can be in these fucking bikinis, you can be in this whatever. Mm -hmm. Because I would be willing to bet money that they do. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's ridiculous. And I think that. For me, because we're because I want to close on this, right? We mm -hmm. can, don't want to talk about it for too much longer. Yeah. For me, this breaks down to personal responsibility, right? Okay. And yeah. because if, one of the things that she was told by the coach is by her coach is like, well, if you want to quit, that's fine. There's thousands of other girls that want to take your job, mm -hmm. right? I think that it's not a good starting point to imply that the problem is like outward, right? Because it seems that the problem is within that little area within if you want to incorporate in the me too movement then in that group of people because if this is a narrative you want to run with you have to do something about the other thousands of girls that are willing to do this job mm -hmm. right because you're not willing to stand for it but there's a bunch of other people that are willing to take your place and there's no way you can do anything about it if that's the case you know so you need and, to change the market for and, it 
and I don't want to take the responsibility off of me, but I'm not a woman. I don't feel that pressure, that sexual harassment, that all those that stuff that she was talking about. I don't feel that. I yeah. can't experience that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to do about that when there are women who are willing to, in the words of, of these people, willing to subject themselves to this. So I wonder right? if it just comes down to education. Do they yeah, all know, I don't know that, what hey, to do these about are the that. rules? Like that's... yeah. That's, that's a personal responsibility thing that, yeah, I don't... Yeah. You need to look into the industry that you yeah. want to get into. Yeah. It's not just the, the glamour. Tell us, tell us what to do. Because astronaut. I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't astronaut. know. Astronaut. You know? You know, okay, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I Totally. Go do that. You know, if I, if I had a little, you know, son or daughter that wanted to do that, I'd be like, yeah, 100%. You could totally do that. But then at some point... They have to be raised in the right way so they can ask the question and be like, okay, so what does this involve? What do I need to do to do this? What's this lifestyle going to look like? Do I really want to do that? Yeah. Okay, maybe I don't. Right. You know, I used to want to be an army sniper when I was a kid. And then I looked into it when I actually looked at joining the military. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I don't need to do that. And maybe, you know? and maybe this is part of that, you know, this it is part be. of like if people getting educated. Well, because um, it speaks but, to the personal responsibility. Yeah. You have to know what you're signing up for. But I think there were, they had a bunch of, a bunch of audio clips from a bunch of different people, women that were cheerleaders that were talking about how poorly they were treated. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was similar to the like players coming out and talking about how, how racist the NFL is, you know. Yeah. And this is where the personal responsibility thing comes in for me. If it's terrible as a group, right? If it's across the board, you're all saying that it's terrible. Do you truly not think that you could come together and get something done about it? Yeah. Right? It's just, and again, it's not that it's just because you're women. Because I feel the same thing about the players. And I said it when Casey was here, right? If if the, the number I made up was 70%, if the 70% of black players in the NFL stood up and said, fuck you guys. We're not playing because this shit's racist. And until mm-hmm. these things are changed, we're not playing. Do you really think the NFL would say, okay, we'll find 70% white people to fill your spots? I don't think that. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't think every cheerleading coach in the NFL would say, that's fine. We'll go to those other thousands of girls and we'll do trials for a whole new team and everything. I don't think that would happen. So you know, it's Even almost, with all those girls willing to take those spots, yeah. I don't think they would be willing to just say, that's fine. Fuck it. Fuck all the veterans. Fuck all the newbies. Fuck everything. We'll teach a whole new squad across across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. And I think again, maybe this is part of that. You know, maybe yeah. this is the beginning of that. But I don't. I, doubt I don't know, it. man. And with so much of this being built into her contract, I think she's going to have a hard time filing a lawsuit. You yeah. Know, of if they can prove that she fucking broke her contract. Mm. It's the same thing as the terms and conditions for Facebook, man. Yeah. You know, you sign a fucking contract, and I don't. Yeah. But what? Jordan's asking a question. I can't. What a turn to hearing when he was like making the first. Oh, <laughs> Lindsay fucking Graham. Yes, we. Yeah, we talked about this when. Sorry, this is going to be a switch, but 
Lindsey Graham. That's good because we needed to wrap up. And yes, yeah. So this is no switch, end. and then we'll go into we can't fucking. End yeah. on that conversation. Sorry about the There's dead air. Way too much. So Lindsey Graham, when he was questioning Mark Zuckerberg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I meant to. I had this written down for in the open. He picked up <laughs> a copy of the user agreement. Lindsey Graham is a lawyer, right? And yeah. he says, "This user agreement. I read the first page or the first section, and I'm a lawyer, and I don't know what it means." Right. So we're sitting on the couch, me and my wife, and she she pauses and she says, I wonder if this motherfucker has a Facebook. Right? Oh, man. So she Googles it. Mm -hmm. In about 10 seconds, she's on the Facebook of Senator Lindsey Graham. Yeah. So if this motherfucker is sitting under oath, right, because he's there at a congressional hearing, he's saying he doesn't understand the user agreement, Mm -hmm. but he accepted it because he has a Facebook, Right. Yep. What kind of advocate, what kind of fucking leader are you in this? If you're trying to shit on him for how complicated his user agreement is and nobody can understand it, you can't even understand it, but you're accepting it anyway. It's all down to accountability. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yep. Are you, you serious? You, uh, he, who is at, he, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yes. You can't sit there and talk shit if you're guilty as fuck yourself. Dog. I know. If you had no Facebook and you could say, listen, I went to sign up for a Facebook and I couldn't read the terms and conditions, so I didn't make one. Yeah. You have to talk be, some to shit. To make that point, you have to, and because then they make the argument, well, all politicians have to have it. It's like, well, no, you don't. You could stand up, you know, against that if that's really the way you felt. But no, you just, you're more power hungry enough, the fact that you just accept the fact that you need a, a Facebook, yeah. you know, just to be part of public life and all this. You accept that over your moral principles, obviously. So you have no right to make an argument here. Right. I completely understand that. But then you also have to take into account just the fact that it is a question that should be asked regardless. You know, what if you are one of those people? Yeah. You know, that is a question that needs to be asked. So I get, I can, I think... It's good that he asked that question. I just think, why did you? Why did you have to be the dude? Terrible. I get it. Yep. You know, but it's yeah. one thing to to be like, hey, I have read this and I understand it. Right. And here I signed up because X reasons. You know, because reasons. Yeah. But that's not really a justification. And I just, I don't know. I I get that argument, but still, at the fact. I just the the question does need to be asked, which is good. But but yeah, we should definitely wrap up because yes, yeah, no, we'll go into pop culture. I have to pee so bad. Will you talk to Colin about pop culture for three minutes while I I have some things written down? You could talk about Millie Bobby Brown, who she well, she plays Eleven in. If you also have stuff, then you can talk about word. whatever. I gotta pee. You guys so, go to town. Yeah, oh, yeah. excuse Make my a run. My crass language. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 10 of the Salt of the Streets podcast. This is now Big Bird Offie. And Jordan, I don't know your Twitter handle offhand. Oh, um... Honestly, Unless you I don't, don't want to give it out. Don't no, feel like you don't have to give it out. It's on private, so go ahead and look me up if you want. But <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's either Jordan Gino or Jordan Phillips. I honestly oh can't remember. Oh, boy. The dogs are going to town. Dogs What's are going on? Fucking shit fest. Dogs are nuts. They're freaking out. Welcome to the new studio. <laughs> the Studio B. 
If Penny had friends to bark with, she would. Uh, yeah. She's our only <laughs> child, though. It's a wonderful thing. So, yeah, I did have this uh, specific pop culture uh, piece of news that came in. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Really sad for people in the EDM world, um, the electronic oh, dance music world. Yeah, um, a DJ by the name of Avicii. Very, you know, he's a, a huge star in the EDM world. You know, uh, groundbreaking at times, just raising the bar constantly. But he died uh, the other day in uh, Oman, of all places, when he was on a vacation. But uh, he was only 28 years old. Damn. Two years younger than me. Any details yet? Uh, not a lot. Uh, Drug related? If you look at his life. Is that a life, assumption? Well, no. It's not so much that, but it's it's more drinking. Mm. Um because he uh, last I, I can't remember where I saw this, so I feel bad for just assuming it, but um, it kind of gives reason for it. Um, but being involved in that public life like that, I guess was so unnerving to him and the fact that you know he'd be really stage fright and being terrified to go in front of millions of people and, yeah. you know, put his broadcast, his stuff out to the world. And you got the hundreds of thousands of people at like his raves and all this stuff. And, you know, so he'd just get like super fucked up before just drink, drink, drink and get really drunk and then go up and do it. And what? so I, he became a really bad alcoholic and, you know, had a bunch of, I think he had a gallbladder and an appendix removed and his uh, gallbladder and his pancreas pancreas yeah there we go maybe something like that but uh which one appendix appendix, appendix. my wife is saying appendix who needs that yeah but it's you know a lot of this stuff you know and he's having he's been having to have these uh removed at a really really young age two years younger than me and i just think that's insane to think about but uh yeah he uh he died when he was on vacation and it was just it, it kind of reminded me again of like a uh, in the EDM world for people that are like in the rock world or in the Seattle world it's like Chris Cornell dying recently that was a big one yes and that's it, on a similar level that's how that hit me Donovan's bladder is relieved so I'm gonna give him a seat back okay it's been lovely to talk to you Jordan. always call <laughs> but uh but yeah that was uh definitely you know. I could see, because we had talked in the pre-show if you had heard about that or not, and uh, you said you hadn't. And it, it doesn't surprise me, because that's a the whole EDM different artist, world. What you're talking about. What's that? The EDM artist? Yeah. So, I had seen it, but I haven't like read about yeah. it. R.I.P. Avicii. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been listening to his music for a long time, and he was one of the main forces behind making EDM mainstream. Yeah. And I can't say that I hate him at all for that. I, did, I think he did nothing but great stuff for the industry, and you know, it's sad, but I think a lot of people probably saw it coming, didn't expect it. I mean, he retired from touring, I think, back in 2016, and then uh, started producing music just in his studio, I guess. Uh, yeah. A year later, just quit that, that touring lifestyle because he couldn't take it anymore. He knew it was going to kill him, and we kind of all knew that it might be too late. Yeah. But that was a big one. Word. Well, also Barbara Bush died. Yeah, and um, oh, yeah, she was ninety-two. Um, a guy named Carl Castle died, who was a reporter for NPR. He started Morning Edition. Oh, and he also hosted Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Okay. Um, 
I play this really dark game with my grandma and my family called Guess Who Died. So uh-huh. when somebody <laughs> famous dies, you call them and so guess who famous the died. other person the other person has to try and guess who died like so you ask questions like oh well were they like a singer or you know uh yeah. an author or whatever and, um so i got my grandma this week which for like one of the first times ever with carl wow. castle um that's sad and then no it was sad yeah um and then he had uh it was complication from alzheimer's i guess so it's not completely a terrible thing you know yeah. um but it's gonna be like sad when, that he died but yeah. um, it's gonna be kind of similar when john mccain dies you know he's he's really really old and it's you know it's kind of like when he got diagnosed with brain cancer we're all kind of like well yeah i mean you're kind of at that age it's really tragic and sad but it's very understandable you know it doesn't make it less painful but right it's it's, it's like okay i mean i guess that kind of makes sense in today's world well, and with something like that where you forget how to eat and how to breathe and how to, like, do stuff for yourself, you know, that's... Yeah. Can be, uh, yeah. And then especially brain cancer can be real similar. You can... Yeah. That tumor starts pressing on your brain and anything can happen. It's yeah. got to be terrifying. Yeah. And then also we talked about in the pre-show Allison Mack, the girl from Smallville, oh, right? yeah. Um, she, that was mind-blowing. Chloe from Smallville. Yep. My girl. Be, I used to have a mad crush on that girl. Used to be on Smallville. She was charged on Friday with sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. She helped gain recruits for a group that was supposed to be self-help for women and force them to have sex with a leader. Yep. Um, Who was a man? End. Yeah. They denied being a cult. The members were branded with a symbol that had the initials of the leader like built yeah. inside. But that's it. not a cult. No. Keith Rainier, I think, was Bullshit. how you, Yeah. Um, they had, like, a pyramid-style system of, like, slaves and leaders. Um, and leaders yeah. would... <clears throat> the slaves would recruit slaves for themselves and then become leaders. And they had to... It's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. They, it's a yeah. pyramid scheme sex they were, trade. They were on call 24-7 to show up and do what the fuck ever at any time. And, yeah, it was crazy. That's um, disgusting. And like I said, the New York Times started reporting on it in October of last year. Wow. Like they've been talking about this group for a long time. And nobody, not wow. super new. Yeah. No, Relatively new, but not No super action new. from the Me Too movement? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't this know, was a pretty been short going article on, that I've read If last it's been night. going on that long and we're just now hearing about it, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't heard about it either. I mean, that just, of course, nobody knows about it because it hasn't been investigated enough or whatever. Yeah. But I'll be curious if they, if they do jump in, what they're going to say. Yeah, that's crazy, though, man. That blew my mind. Yeah. Every now and again, out of left field, like uh, TJ Miller got arrested recently. Really? For something. Oh, and it kills me that I don't remember what it was, but it was like he was guilty as fuck. And it's like, dude, that's disgusting. And that I can't sucks. remember what it was, and that kills me. I just now remembered it. I didn't even think to, to look into it. But, yeah, I remember, oh, what was that? Philly D talked about it. Maybe it was like last week or something. Or the week before. Forget it, Saturday, because he's been on Japan all week. What's that? A fake what? Oh, oh, he called in the fake bomb threat. That's right. Thank you, Jordan. Man, might as well call you Jamie. <laughs> Pull that shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for backing me up, Jordan. That's crazy. Yeah, he called in a fake bomb threat. That's right. It's like, dude, you're a dumb dumb. And that's because Philly D is a, a really, really big fan of him. And yeah. he was super disappointed. It's like, man, but no, fuck you. You don't fucking do that. That's just yeah. garbage. No, that's fucked. But yeah, so, pop culture. 
Is that it for pop culture? Coachella is still going on. Coachella is still I fr- I, dude, I Beyonce last week. Yeah. Jordan would kill me if I didn't mention it. Yeah. Apparently it was a wicked performance. Wicked. And she's performing again this week. Well, there oh, you go. yeah. Eminem. Uh, Tyler, the creator. I know you're a big fan of. He's down I'm, there. I'm wearing a... Uh-oh. I'm actually wearing Tyler a... Tyler, the creator t-shirt. A Mellow High. Yeah. Oh, damn. Mellow High. Yeah. It's Dude. from a, a subgroup called Mellow High. Speaking of Mellow High and Left Brain Haji of, Beats. Shout out. What? I can't I cannot wait to take you out to dinner oh, when we go to this man. place. Oh, good lord. I really want some chicken. Some chicken? Yeah. Well, they got I know chicken, we're going to they chicken place, sandwiches so I too. I got chicken burgers. Don't worry yeah. about it. You covered. Yeah, I might It's gonna be so chicken. good. I already know what I'm getting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just sit I down meant there, to mention right? Coachella. Yeah, sit down. Um but yeah, I meant to mention Coachella last weekend. Yeah. But uh, it just, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. You know, We're going to how long pub. can we do this podcast? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's still going. I didn't I didn't even realize there's a week two, but it's a, just this huge music festival down in California. It just keeps growing. Yeah. It just keeps just growing. getting out of control. So I've heard it compared to uh, like as a uh, rich man's burning man. But yeah, <laughs> I, I looked at it 128 bucks for a general pass for two days, I guess. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad for a music festival. Yeah. So I don't know where that, whatever, like, but they just got huge name artists. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know it's a big ass deal. Yeah. That's probably because they all live mostly in California anyways. Yeah. So they're close. It's not a big event not a huge for them. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a local music festival, but all the local guys are superstars. Yeah. But yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because I know I, I keep seeing it on YouTube. They got a bunch of live feeds and then they rebroadcast everything. So if you want to check out like Beyonce's, you know, razzle dazzle show, that's so awesome. You can go on YouTube and check it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Thank right. God for YouTube. You want to go to, <clears throat> you want to go to sports? Sports, sports, sports. sports. Okay. So, um, don't have enough time, so we're not going to talk about talking. Not going to talk about Colin Kaepernick this yeah, week. Yeah, so next week we'll do it. That's um, a tough one because it's, yes. it's so, political and sports. I didn't write anything down here about hockey, but the playoffs for hockey are happening right now. So I don't, I don't know who's in it. I don't remember. Um, but for the Mariners, the Mariners lost in their series with the Astros because they last time we got together, they were going to start a series with the Astros, who mm-hmm. won the World Series last year. Yeah. So the Mariners lost the series three to one, right? <laughs> Um, and I thought I wrote down here what their record was. Um, but they beat the Rangers yesterday six to two, and they're in a three game series with them. So they're going to play them again today at five, mm. and then tomorrow at noon. Okay. Saturday at five, Sunday at noon. Cool. Um, and then the NBA playoffs is happening right now, and I watched a little bit of like this round or game two, um, some of those games. Fucking LeBron put up 46 game two against the Pacers. That shit was wild. Um, but the <laughs> Pacers me, won last night, I think. Um, so the standings right now, right? 76ers are playing the Heat, and uh, the 76ers are leading in that series 2-1. to one, mm-hmm. right? uh, The Trailblazers are playing the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are up 3-0. to zero. In that series, right? Mm. Warriors are playing the Spurs. They're up three to zero in that series. Cavaliers are playing the Pacers. And Indianapolis is up two to one, which is pretty interesting. Um, the Raptors a, are the Pelicans a rather new team, right? 
Or did I don't know. I don't, I don't follow basketball that much. I yeah. just started just before this show, okay. actually. As a commitment to the show, I started watching it. basketball. Nice. So I don't know that much. I'm getting there. Um, but, but anyways, yeah. Raptors? Raptors, Wizards. Toronto is up 2-1 to one in that series. Celtics, Bucks. And the Celtics are up 2-1 to one in that series. 76ers, Heat. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, we're in a game four already, and they already had that one. <laughs> shit, I missed that. So the 76ers are up 3-1 to one in that series. My bad. And the Pelicans, their they're game four is happening right now. Okay. And they're up 3-0 they're up to oh in that series. Wow. And so Pelicans are up 58-56 nice. in that game as it stands right now. It's at halftime. That's cool. And the 76ers won today 106-102 against the I feel like the Pelicans are new, and it'd be cool to see a new team, even if they weren't, but whatever. I just haven't yeah. heard the Pelicans for a while, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be cool if they. I like underdogs. Yeah. So there you go. Um, you know, like I said, I watched some of those games. That was pretty good. Um, the Chiefs signed Kerwin Williams. So, so we're switching to football now. Sorry. Football. Um, the the Seahawks. Down. I guess they were reportedly they were talking about trading Earl Thomas. Right. Safety. Ooh, Earl go. Thomas. They're talking about trading Ouch. him to the Cowboys. Possibly. Um, the Cowboys just freed up a bunch of, yeah, they just freed up a bunch of cap space and stuff like that. And in this one article I read, they was theoretically they could free up cap space with Earl Thomas and then sign Des Bryant. I don't think that's going to happen. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I think was just joking. No, I don't think that's <laughs> just gonna, that's just yeah, the one last article. Week we I don't think that's going to happen. Um, nah. So the Chiefs that's signed funny. Kerwin Williams, who was a running back for the Cardinals last year, uh-huh. sent him to a one-year deal. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Vikings re-signed. Eric Kendricks, who's a linebacker, he got a five-year deal, $50 million. He's a monster. Uh, the Vikings' defense was super good last year. Uh, the Vikings, just kind of in general, were pretty good last year. And it's yeah. kind of, they can get like a really – they have like – did they have Latavius Murray last year? I think they did. Latavius Murray and uh, – the fuck was that other guy's name? Don't know. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> but – Yeah. What, what's that? Yes, yeah, yeah, the Vikings defense was really good last year. The Broncos cut C.J. Anderson. Um, he's had the last, I think, two seasons, 1,000-yard seasons. Um, he's, he's pretty all right. He's, he's all right. Um, so he's getting looked at. The Giants cut Brandon Marshall, which was pretty interesting. He played for the Jets and then went to the Giants last year and didn't produce as much as they thought he was going to. So he got cut this year. Mm. Um, and that's all that I have for sports. Sports. Yeah, that's all. that's all that I have for that. So, um, oh, we were going to talk in pop culture. Did you watch any movies this week? No, of course not. No? I have no life. Um, I did. I, I watched Call Tusk. of Duty a lot. Um, and then last weekend we watched a Saturday Night Live where they did a skit about Les Miserables and um, ordering lobster in a diner. And it was really, really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and Jordan loves that movie. So we watched that movie this week. I meant to do this at the beginning because I meant to do this last week, right? But that group, the local music group, the Upper Left, Upper Left, they put out a song last Saturday that I listened to before the episode that Friday I really the 13th. fucking liked. Yeah, Friday the 13th. I really, really liked it, and I totally forgot to talk about it. Yeah, it was um, super dope. So I want to talk about it. It was great. You should listen to it. Everybody should listen to it. I'm going to tweet at them when I put this up because I feel bad that I didn't talk about it in the beginning because, like I said, I want to talk about it last week. Mm-hmm. But I like them a lot. They, I talked to a couple of the dudes from that group. They're talking about coming on here. So it's something to – that would be great. Yeah, it would um, be awesome. 
So I listened to that. I also had the song Someday by Sugar Ray stuck in my head. It's really weird. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, that's a tough one. Uh, we, yeah, it's nostalgic for a minute, and then it's just like, okay, can I just shut it off now? And Please, I listened God, to some of their other now. music, and it was all terrible. All the rest <laughs> yeah. of the music was dog shit. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, so I watched Tusk, and then we also watched Riverdale, because Jordan loves Riverdale. Mm-hmm. It was a musical episode this week. Keegan watched it with us. He was not impressed. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fine. So Word. that's I, all the stuff that I watched this week. You I didn't watch any else? movies, but I did watch a couple shows. What did you watch? Uh-huh. YouTube shows? Well, or regular shows. I did watch a YouTube show. Um, Philly D's been off this week because he's been on yes. vacay, so I haven't. But watching his vlog, it's always fun. Um, but uh, Hot Ones, man, had a huge oh, star. Tyra Banks. I didn't watch that one, but I watched some in other the ones with Keegan. But then we did watch a uh, we watched an older episode with uh, oh what's it Michael B Jordan yeah the bad that guy that was good yeah yeah and but there was a question that they asked during the interview it was like if you could only you know your number one book and TV show and all this stuff was and uh, the anime that uh, Michael B Jordan picked was called One Punch Man yeah and it's on Netflix if I remember right maybe yep she's like yep. you like that one. And yeah, so and we watched that episode. I was like, "Well, what should we watch now?" I was like, "Well, let's watch One Punch Man." Yeah. And if you're like an old anime fan, like I am, it was, it was nostalgic, but like, definitely adult. It was. It's awesome. I've only we've only gotten a couple episodes in, but it was fantastic, and I just I loved it. I watched it. It was dope. But that's actually pretty much that. That and me and her have been playing a lot of Call of Duty, and uh, one of these days we're gonna start twitching that. Because that's that's fun. We twitched uh, like a week ago uh, after the podcast, I think, last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was so much fun. We were playing like Minecraft and we're twitching. We, we should do that tonight. Because we went to do that last week and it was before we upgraded our internet. So our internet was dog shit and we couldn't twitch and play at the same time. So now we've upgraded it. So after we go out to dinner and we're going to go home, we should yeah. fucking play yeah. and now we're we gonna have, Minecraft. Yeah. And we're going to have to try to do that on yeah. Monday or when the podcast drops. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're wondering where we are on Twitch because we're not there, it's because this happened on Saturday, guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do, well, yeah, definitely today. But, maybe but we're going to, yeah, we're going to start trying to do that more often. It would yeah. be more fun. So if you're a Twitch person at all, you can hit us up there pretty soon. I'm just going to start doing that to all the games that I play. Definitely. Just any anything, The Last awesome. of Us or any of that shit. Because that's what I watched. I watched people play like Fallout Three and sh- or Fallout Four and shit Dude, like that just to yeah. learn stuff that I didn't know. You that's know, a whole locations thing. and shit. I just started getting into it like yeah. a few months ago. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. certain video games. But word. Yeah. So is that it? Is that all? That's all you have for that is <clears throat> it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I think well, so. Hit us up on uh, social media: Instagram, Facebook. Uh, hit us up on the YouTube. On the website. On the website. On the website it's salt all of the salt of the streets. Yeah. Everything is salt of the streets. If, everywhere available. Everywhere applicable. Yeah. If you know there's what's funny? Let's in- play a game before we end this. Because okay. we got a couple minutes. It yeah. hasn't been too long. I'm going to pull up this Google. Jordan and I had an idea um, that I really decided I think I want to pursue that I think we're going to make a board game. Ooh. We are going to invent a board game, and we can do an episode where we sit down and play it one week. That would be an episode of Salt of the Streets, like a Cards Against Humanity, no million dollars, but nope. nope. Like, uh, have you ever watched 
Charlie yeah, have you ever watched? <laughs> no. Um, no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. There's an episode of that game where they where they've created their own board game. <gasps> That's and right. And it's called Charlie McDennis. It's like right? the wor- it's like the worstest monopoly. So it's not going to be obviously as intense as that because we don't want to really do permanent bodily harm to anybody. This is true. Um, there may be some mild unpleasantness. But not anything like super extreme, you know. I'm totally um, down. Can we make it also applicable as a drinking game? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. There then will be smoking in. and drinking involved in the game. I like um, it. So that, so we're going to start working. It's going to take some time, obviously, because we want it to be good, you know. But but I think that we're going to start. I think I decided, and even tell you about that this week. But I thought about it, and I I actively decided, I think that I, I think you know I want to do this. Like, so. We we talk about this all the time, and uh, just some insider baseball stuff. Like me and Don text back and forth all week. Just we bounce ideas off every each day. other, everything, news stories, all the stuff. But like every now and again, one of us will just do something, like take a step in this direction. Yes, and it'll be me. It could be him, and we're like, oh hey, I forgot. I like did this thing. I hope, <laughs> you know, I hope that's cool. It's like, well yeah, of course. Why are we mind melting all the time? Yeah. Constantly. It's so funny. We just talked about that on the way here. That I just was told her how happy I was just to be like essentially starting a business with you and your wife. You know, it's like oh, they're yeah. just they're just good people. You know, it's like I'm not afraid Likewise. of getting fucked over by the office in ten years. You know, like I'm not I'm not scared that that's going to happen. You know, no. that we hit it big and all of a sudden you're like, listen, I need all of the money. All like, the I money. can't be <laughs> enough of this splitting. Like we need all. Of the I'm money, like ninety percent here. Okay, <laughs> right. I, I'm just not, you know I'm not afraid. Uh, you know of no. you, and I hope that you feel the same way. I'm, I'm not. For, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't be doing this if I felt otherwise. Malicious activity in the future. Word. You know? But yeah, board game. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna work on that. I think. And now, oh, upset Chloe. Uh-oh. Oh, she's trying to probably take a nap or something. And one of the other ones is bugging her like, hey, leave me alone. So you have a game for us. Yeah. We're just going to type in Google real quick. So I went to Google and we're going to put salt of the streets. Yes. We're just going to see how easy this is. Boom. Is it the first thing? The first thing that pops up is the Stitcher radio link. Word. That's awesome. That's literally the only one that applies. But, but that's it's at the right. top of the list. We just so that's need good. it to be the first one. Yeah, look at that. So basically, if you Google us, you'll be able to find us. Yeah. And then from there, hit up saltofthestreets.com. Anywhere. Absolutely. And on that note, we love you. Thanks for listening. Oh. All right. Let's see. Which closing line will I select for this week? I love the closing lines. Hopefully, uh, somebody has begun to figure out that this is the a theme. thing that we do. Because only one of them has been off theme. Like, all the other ones have been the same. Ooh. I don't want to specify too much because I don't want to give anything away. I still want it to be a secret. But they've all been on the same theme except for one of them, right? And so, if you guess what it is and you guess the connection, we'll send you something. Something. For sure. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I want something. The first thing that we put a logo on and start to wear, you'll get one of those. That's what you can have, whether it's a hat right now. or a shirt or a sweatshirt, whatever we make first, we'll make an extra one Word. and it sits to the side. And when somebody finally fucking figures it out, we'll, we'll ship it out. Word. That's, that's I, actually something, uh, to we'll no talk. cost to the listener. Yeah. We usually have our business meeting beforehand, but we're going to do a little bit after. Yeah. I got to talk about something related to that. Didn't even think about it, but look forward to it. it. 
So what do you got? So, oh, Colin, this is a good one. All right. Man, the streets are flooded with the ejaculate of the homeless, and you want to call the police? I, I can't. That the I just, 